Welcome to a special episode of the Log, the Gamer Matters Podcast. Hey, which is also celebrating Gamer Malaya and Gamer Matters Game of the Year Awards 2023. It's December, my friends. This December. This It's the that end. time of the year. Yep. The and year. as always, here we go again for the seventh time. Well, at least six time on recording. We will be. We are here. We convene here. We are gonna talk about the best, not only the best games we've played, but also discuss uh, what games deserve specific awards that we have set aside for. If you are listening here, this episode first, uh, be sure to check out our previous episode where we outline the top 30 games of 2023. That's the, if you need an explainer of what those games are, it's there. It's a long listen, yes. I believe it's almost three hours long, but put it on. It's a podcast. You it's know podcast. how it works. Uh, but it, that, those conversations uh, serve as context as we're just going to be going into the nitty gritty of it all, showing you a peek behind the curtain, behind the scenes of how the heck do people give out awards. Well, hopefully they are doing it like this, not just like, putting in a random ballot, taking uh, a box in a random ballot, <laughs> something like that. Uh. Anyway, before we go further, uh, introducing the panel, we have Daniel over there. Oh, once again. The, on <laughs> the other side is Anan. What's up? And I am Amirul Macronos Ashraf or Mac. And let's explain some rules, the ground rules we have for the Gamer Malaya and Gamer Matters Game of the Year Awards 2023. Essentially, the same uh, rules apply from last year, which we have like uh, not not hard coded. We have written down, we have made it public, and we are still following the, those rules. And those rules are the first thing: the judging panel are all regular stuff on the side, basically the editorial team, which is basically just these three chuckleheads. <laughs> so, <laughs> what is the opinion of this media outlet? The, it represent these three people's collective opinion essentially and this is uh, once you know uh, the short listing of the top 30 games has been done before this deliberation has started so all mm-hmm. of the awards will have at least five short listed uh, four or uh, five short listed games one winner plus four runner ups right, essentially maximum it can be less But there shall be one winner. But if there are more than five, we have to whittle down the list. And usually there are. Usually there, yeah. And mm. then they have to go inside a, a battle royale winner. We don't need to do that, right? Not anymore. Uh, <laughs> depends. For this year, for 2023, the cutoff date is December 8, 2023. Usually the cutoff date is either designated as the last date of a major video game release or after that one particular game award event has concluded so either or lah but for this year uh, magically those two pentagrams uh, you know overlap each other so December yep. 8 is the last game to be accounted for 
all of the games listed in our top 30 games have been all full releases, no early access games. There there were instances of past early access games that made into our top 30 list, but this has not been retroactively changed, but this is what we are sticking with. To that said, any games that are releasing version 1.0 this year can be nominated despite being like early access in a couple of years ago. Yep. On all of the top 30 games that we have listed previously, one panelist, one of us has been watching for it. So when we are getting into the deliberations, there won't be a, what you say, there won't be a weird finger pointing moment. So who put it here? Everybody, everybody is bringing their baby here. They they know who they are. They are championing for. And basically, you can read down the rest. Oh, one last thing. Ah, uh, that is relevant to this uh, discussion, to this deliberation. The winners of these awards are not based on objectivity alone. It it, it is a very subjective award. We we have. Comp- Bias will be there. Again, this is the opinion of three people, and we are allowed to have opinions. So feel free to disagree or agree. Should that uh, should our final judgment turns out after this, and yes, we do award review scores for games, but those will not matter during the game of the year awards. So yes. we we are judging them not objectively. That that's a whole different discussion. So. A game that has a 10 or a 10 score does not matter. That it doesn't automatically win game of the year. Is what I'm saying. We have, we have a process to get through. Now that we have laid down the ground rules, let's go and discuss deliberate the first award we have on the show. Best game on Game Pass. Yep. So best game on Game Pass is essentially the games that we have played thanks to thanks to the power of Xboxes. Very successful Game Pass subscription service. Uh, it's been going on since I think, if I'm not mistaken, 2017, 2018. First, like first announced, but now it's it's the mega, it's the big thing. Everybody has Game Pass hey. in some form or way. <laughs> and last year they've introduced it in Southeast Asia officially. Ah and yes, uh-uh. we have this uh, interesting category of an award. Please sponsor us. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. Okay. Anyway, so here are the nominees for the best game on Game Pass. We'll go alphabetically. So we'll be starting with Hi-Fi Rush. Ooh, this one is by Tango Softworks and Bethesda, published by Bethesda, and it was a shadow drop earlier in January. Really good game. Uh, following that is Newitz Lies of P. Uh, an amazing Soulsborne game that takes in, you know, the the, the lore of Pinocchio and twists it into a sort of Bloodborne-esque style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they did competently. Yes. As I may say. And that's why they're here. Then on the list we have uh, the the latest in the Like a Dragon series, Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name. Basically, the the swan song for Mr. Kiryu Kazuma. Kazuma? Sorry. And... Joryu. Oh, Joryu. Oh, yeah, that's his name. Yeah, Joryu. <laughs> uh, it's pretty good. Like, good entry there for the Yakuza series or the Lucky Dragon series, if you want to call it. 
Then we have our wild card for this one. It is Slayer's X Terminal Aftermath Vengeance of the Slayer. And if you heard our episode, uh, last episode, this game is wild. And it deserves to be on in this uh, nomination list. Also, to be deserving on this nomination list, uh, depending on who you ask, is Bethesda's Starfield. Biggest game, uh, I'm pretty sure, that, yeah, this is the biggest game on Game Pass. Still is. And, ooh, ooh. Man, I, I can't believe this, they at least essentially give you this game for free. Yeah. I was like, okay, they probably, like, exclusivity on Steam or something. Oh, as in paid platforms exclusivity. Let's say nope. after five months, then go to Game Pass. Like, no, day one, day Game Pass. Day one, Game Pass. Dang. Alright. And then we have our final two entries of nominations. We have uh, the EA Originals Wild Hearts, which is a very good uh, Monster Hunter clone that sadly didn't get the respect it deserved, but here we are. We have, we are here. And lastly, we have uh, Wu Long, Fallen Dynasty. Koi Tecmo's, uh, is it Koi Tecmo? Yep, yep. 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 Team uh, Ninja and Koi Tecmo. Yep, Koi Ninja and Koi Tecmo's, uh, yearly Souls, Souls entry by the looks of it. Alright, so, the All timer, right. the timer, because we have a timer for this time, we have a 15 minute timer. For all of it, or just one game? Overall, uh, Overall, alright. The timer, for 15 Look. minutes, <laughs> start. Okay, just start it. Just start it because uh, uh, because I don't think we should dedicate uh every a specific minute for a game because yes. Uh, let's just do the whole uh argument about okay how do this is always an open ended question and this year how do you define best game or game pass? What merit Ooh. are we are we judging this game? Uh, the the award mm-hmm. for this year. Yeah. Yeah, this year again. Like, this year is quite interesting. It's the fact that every, like, all of the entries here could have been a very good 60 or $70 title, man. Which they are. <laughs> Some of them, yeah. it can be a lopsided argument. So that's why I'm, because, you know, we are looking at, like, a dinky-ass game, like, Slayer's X, which has its charms. And then, on the other side, we have Starfield, <laughs> the biggest anticipated game of the year, some may argue. So, hmm. it, it's an interesting contrast. So, but but that's the beauty of Game Pass, lah, yeah, you know, in some way or form. But yeah. still. Everything huh. is on level playing field. Ah. Oh, yeah. So, so, like, I'm looking at, if you're gonna, at least for me, lah, for what I'm looking at right now, if you're gonna award a, the best game on Game Pass, it's something that makes your subscription worthy of the price. You you get your money back. Mm. Like, for the price of here in Malaysia, it's still 15 ringgit per month. And you get, like, Starfield, which is a pretty good bargain, again, per se. You just have to spend 120 gigs of uh, HDD or SDD RAM, uh, SDD storage. <laughs> so, where do we start the arguments? Time is clicking. We start with whittling down to the to the five games. Because there are yeah. seven right now. Yeah. Alright. I'm I, not vouching for... I'm going to go wild here. I'm not going to vouch for Starfield. Because you, you two like Starfield. So I'm going to vouch for Slayer's X. <laughs> I played it. Oh. I love it. Yeah. That, that, I think like that is, that is the charm of, of Game Pass. Yeah. 
of this situation basically yes. if if you look at like that guy if you look at on the steam storefront let's see slayer sex now i'm not going to play this game this looks garbage tapi when you see the the pen usually can ends in the xbox app you can see oh yeah these games are now available and you see this very poorly crudit for your wallpaper yeah i want to try that <laughs> just curious the curiosity basically and i think like slayers act this to be top five because just just for that alone like it's just the weirdness the the nightiness the the great the dinge the terrible uh, lip sync the terrible cutscenes like no the, all of it are in canon of their own universe which is the big human space outlaw universe and i love it okay. so i shall vote for slayer Uh, and I don't think High Fire Rush can be uh, escorted out of the stage for this one. Mainly because I believe the fact that not only the game has been shadow dropped, but it's also shadow dropped on Game Pass really helped that game gain traction. People like getting on it, what, what the hell is this game? Oh, it's free. I have Game Pass. I can play it right now. Mm. That 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 magical moment is something that we don't see usually, and I think that is still one of the highlights of this year. Suddenly, we just learn a new game is out, <laughs> and some people are or, or technically already have access to it. Right there and there, you can download it now. Like okay, and it's not a free to play game. It, It's a forty dollar title, yeah. So it's like hundred twenty ringgit, yeah. Hundred twenty ringgit game, <laughs> and it also proves the point that thanks to Game Pass, we can still have uh, interesting games which are not like going full triple A budget, but still wants to experiment just a little bit. It allows that sort of games. I I won't say High Fire Rush is a B game, but you know the the market between triple A and indie lah. Let's say that. Right, so Alan, anything do you want to uh to cover for? Uh, of course, I'm I'm standing for Lies of P. Well, Lies of P, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you? Uh, yeah. So because it's it's the thing, like, so you you talk about it can uh in length that it is basically just PC Bloodborne, and that's why yeah you you're lucky there. <laughs> yeah, I mean they 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 put on Game Pass as a Everyone, just just pay your fifteen per month and play this. Like it deserves the the the, the recognition as a very competent source one. Yeah, and for me, it's I I think Lies of P alone worth at least half a year of my subscription. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So right now, again, I'm seeing three games that me. Uh, they are in a danger zone. <laughs> so, like a dragon guy, then wild hearts and wolong. We gonna Ooh, we, yes. we gonna boot two out. <laughs> we gonna escort two out of the stage and keep one. Like a dragon guy, then is interesting in the fact that if you treat this game as a collection of mini games, the best mini games of the Yakuza slash Like a Dragon series, is worth your money. But mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's the right game to introduce new players to the series. I don't think so. Oh yeah, <laughs> you no, you you, you need some understanding of 
what the hell this series is about but as a you know as a collection of yeah this is the the, the densest of uh, like a dragons is it uh, a package of like a dragons best mini games and activities and it's a good package to be getting for free on game pass lah i mean not free technically and you still pay a subscription Yeah, it's too and, and you still have to remember also within like a dragon guy then there's also uh uh what you say emulated sega games it's the first time we see daytona 2 emulated daytona, on console daytona yeah daytona yeah hmm. would have been a good argument if that game has a better uh, you know, support yeah but... okay support and also like a thriving community because this game if It would have the same argument of your your monster hunters beyond Game Pass because you know you have friends you can convince friends to play together. Wallo also a bit shaky lah because um I'm not sure the the Game Pass push helped that game that much. Because yeah, uh, just quick that more because it's quick that more they already have the the pool then. Eh? people are want people want a quite more game anyway um, <laughs> uh, I, I, i don't see the the influx of people playing war long thanks to game pass even though it's quite a steal lah to be on this subscription but then again there's so many source like games on on, yeah. on game pass if you can, if you think about it And I'm not just thinking about Lies of P on my on the top of my mind. There, there are a few more just this year. So okay. Hmm. So, is it a curtains for Mister uh, Wulong? The hidden dragon will remain hidden. Damn. Re- rest in peace. <laughs> rest in peace. Rest in pepperonis. Rest in pepperoni, man. Uh, it's still a good game. Go check it out, lah. But not in yeah. the ending for the world. Yeah, Wolong means hidden dragon, if I'm not mistaken. Now it's a true fallen dynasty. Now it's a true fallen dynasty. <laughs> oh no! Nah, Wild Hearts is also a bit tough to to argue because, yeah, when it comes to multiplayer games, it would have been an easier argument when you can see like, oh, everybody's playing this game. Yeah, the problem like yeah. even though it is a Monster Hunter dragon, like we're we're that's a, two more years until the next Monster Hunter, but no one's playing uh, Wild Hearts sadly. <laughs> this game is a better lah, but unfortunately I don't think uh, it can stay around for this one. Also, we yeah, have a five. We have a five. We have our five games. So what's the best on Game Pass? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, how many minutes has elapsed? <laughs> All right, so we have literally five more minutes. Okay, please so wrap it up. Uh, please wrap it up. We have five more minutes. I mean, please wrap it up. Five minutes. So five games, five minutes. Okay, go. All right. So since I already uh, talked about Slayer, I can. I've already defended. Now for the top five, I'm defending my choice as usual, and it is Garfield. <laughs> Like the moment when uh, in exiles, basically the former dev- devs of the Fallout franchise, who uh, it in but like without any doubt always dunks on Bethesda if they do anything. 
when they announced Starfield's co- uh, coming to, I think Game Pass or is it like the first reveal? The first thing that Inexile Entertainment did was literally Photoshop a picture of Garfield on their logo. Like you know, this game is going to be something else, <laughs> and it is something else. Like we, uh, I've actually bought this game already, so this uh, this game has gone beyond Game Pass for me <laughs> for the last what two hundred hours, uh, clock time so far. So I shall defend. I think they are the best game on Game Pass, but. What about you guys? I want to hear if Anan has any other arguments because. <laughs> if... uh, hmm. yeah, you go, you go first, the Mac. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man, I forgot to check <laughs> because that's why I want I want to get get you your opinions out first because I need to check on something. Because I think out of the three of us, yeah, I'm the one who actually the only one probably who have played Starfield purely via via Game Pass, and mm-hmm. I have ashamedly clocked in quite a number of hours, uh, which is oh god oh yeah okay I got the numbers now. Apparently, based on the 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 Xbox wrap up thing and the the okay, oh. the science flashing rapid up right now. Yeah. The Starfield has uh I have sunk like two hundred and fifty two hours in Starfield. Oh, oh god. Same baby, same two hundred and fifty two hundred fifty nine for me. <laughs> uh, so if you ask me, do I have do I have uh, did I got my value for money on past yet? I freaking did. <laughs> And more, and more, <laughs> like two hundred hours. Maybe, you know what? I'm looking at. Maybe I cannot regret spending two hundred hours. Maybe just fifty <laughs> hours would have been enough. Uh, but that's another. Op- that's another story yeah, altogether. That's, that's the best curse of a Tesla game. Time sinks. Yeah, that time sinks. But the fact that I have like put in the time, and if I argue that. I've only spent fifteen ringgit for that particular month to access to this game, and I've spent this amount of hours. I think I've got my my fill. <laughs> oh my god! All right, Alan, tiebreaker or is it is it over for this uh, category? Mm. Mm. All right, you know, you know as as much as I love like some of these games like Lies of P and High Fire Rush. Just the 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 gravity of Bethesda game, that like the the whole, the whole big ass planet size of a game just drop, oh, like <laughs> essentially free, right? Yeah, essentially free. Fifteen bucks a month, essentially free. So yeah, and a lot of people get 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 their money worth for Starfield. Yeah, I think there's a strong case for Starfield being the best game on Game Pass. Alright, so I think that's it. We we gotta wrap it up lah. I guess yeah. yeah the, we have a winner. The we best winner. Easy the... win. <laughs> Easy win. <laughs> uh, I mean the, for for this year, the the main argument we we've, we've been using for best game of Game Pass is value for money, which is yeah. Uh, very biased to a particular game lah. <laughs> so so a congratulations to Starfield for winning best game on Game Pass. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, where's the where's the prom button prom? Uh, 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 I lost it already. <laughs> yeah, don't don't press weird sound effect buttons. Eh? <laughs> don't, don't spoil the moment. Ah, okay. <laughs>
Okay, the okay. Yeah, and the listeners will actually listen to some bit of uh, the the soundtrack of the game right now. So yeah, congratulations, worth our money. So now we shall go into our second uh, category. It's the one where the best games that has maybe captured the spirit and the soul of the the typical internet user. You know, captures our conservation, our social media, and maybe, if they're lucky, capture the, the art, the shit posts that they have committed, you know, generated in a while. It is our best meme generator. And the nominees are from Bandai Namco, and from software, we have Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon. Yep, it is. Armored Core is back. And they have got and come in with a bang. No pun intended. Another game that came in like a wrecking ball, and that is Larian Studios Baldur's Gate Three. Like ooh, so many things we can talk about this one, but we we shall move on. Next we have from Business Suite Three and Square Enix, it is Final Fantasy Sixteen for best meme generator. Then we go down into the residents that are evil. Is Capcom's Resident Evil 4, the remake. And lastly, also from Capcom as well, it's a, it's a, it's a Street Fight, everyone. It's Street Fighter 6. And the timer starts now. Good news. There's only five. Yeah, so we can talk for 15 minutes without issues. <laughs> okay, uh, let me get out of the way first. Uh, for this year, uh, there's a running team and a running gag, I guess. There's a there's a current trend between when it comes to the meme generator awards this year because it's very easy to 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 get nominations this year, and mostly it has been through the power of voice actor uh, driven shit posts. Yes, the fact that the voices of the characters in our video games have directly contributed to the culture that is memeing and shitposting has tremendously improved the quality of yeah, yeah. the weird <laughs> uh community of what you say the game lives on within the community essentially it's not just oh if you uh more the fandom that's the word i'm looking for the fandom, the fandom. The fandom has been thriving i mean yeah. shout out to alex lee of for Street Fighter for for championing Street Fighter Six and also Ben Star for championing Final Fantasy Sixteen. There was like in particular, Alex Lee have like recreated whole ass memes doing mocaps just to do the whole joke about hey yeah, this is real from streets. <laughs> he and he got the actual person who voiced Ryu to. Read that in Ryu's voice. <laughs> he went all out to get officially endorsed, officially endorsed. But you know, uh, memes with with support from the direct <laughs> direct line, authentic, our authentic memes. Second, uh, yes, like, I recognize. Second, we said for Baldur's Gate three because they have they the same thing. Like there was like this one meme, uh, but because uh. One of the storyline is basically a uh, shadow heart. One of our companions is basically 
nothing bad can ever happen to her so everybody calls her our what's the quote god's favorite princess well guess what line just popped up in the latest update <laughs> that exact line spoken by shadow hearts uh voice actor voice actress in game without without missing a beat so yeah i yeah this shit posting in your style is very cool to see it even in game <laughs> Oh boy. So my so pick your poison Mac. Which one do you watch for? I am not watching yet, but let me explain. I'm a cause six weird ass uh fandom. Gasoline Chan, that's all I know. Okay. <laughs> for, for one thing, the whole the whole thing about Armor Cause Six is that within the game there are no human character models. Everybody is just talking and you just have a two not even the portrait, you just have a two D emblem. To represent the person. And yet, here we are. The art community from, I guess, the extended from software fandom. Uh, they have like created, designed, interpreted the looks the, of every character in the game. Even the ones who technically doesn't even have a human form. A.K.A. Ayer. A.K.A. Petroleum Chan. Petroleum Chan. And it goes even weirder. Uh, some people, some people have, uh, you know, uh, have like expressed their specific fetishes in the form <laughs> of, uh, you know, your hand, the handler Walter, this this very stubborn, very uh distant uh person who basically acts as. Yeah, 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 your handler lah, who gives your missions and is very cool to you, kan? People are turn, uh, turn on with his very grievy voice uh, for whatever yeah. reason, and now uh. all <laughs> there are very, ki- very kinky fan fiction about him. Oh, God damn it! That's this is like a game about robots, by the way. This is just a game about people, people controlling uh, big ass giant robots, by the way. And of course, the meme generator goes on because, you know, this game has a livery editor in, and people have recreated various creations. My favorite it will always be people are cosplaying as Megas XLR because apparently you can have a robot and have a very flat head which you can decal it to look like the head is just a car which is on point. And you have that song playing when they do your your the montages and we dig giant robots. Oh yeah, I remember this one. Uh, this one funny uh, armor company meme as well. The one where essentially we our Raven or four to six, our number six to one. Number, six to one. Yeah, we're just a do- elaborate dog just following orders. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> just a golden retriever. Just, just like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Yeah. There were few voice lines that reference us as dogs, just a hound dog, and pe- the community ran with it. Yes, we mm. are just lit- we are literally a dog piloting <laughs> a, a, a 50, 50 megaton mech. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And also, last thing about Ombud Cosi. Shout out to our buddy, Rusty. The, the the guy just say, uh, the guy doesn't even have a lot of uh you know it doesn't appear in a lot of missions but the fact that he keeps calling you buddy is enough to like oh. elicit a Pavlovian response 
<laughs> he called me buddy. He's the only one guy that's nice to us in the whole ass game. Not and counting petroleum chan. He's not. Uh, she's not a person. <laughs> no, buddy. Everyone in the under AC community. <laughs> White eyes. White eyes. Oh no. <laughs> Apparently, the Ace Combat Elmod Core uh, connection allegations has yet to be beaten. Mm. When you have a character that literally calls you buddy, I'm pretty sure that's hard. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, for for Capcom games, Resident Evil 4 and Star, uh, Street Fighter 6, yeah. mm. we should mention one thing that made a lot of memes, which may not be a thing in the future. What? Mods. Oh, oh, Thirsty yes. mods. Yeah, <laughs> I think that the biggest thing that that really like get people talking about Resident Evil 4 was that one mod that where Leon wears. Ah, uh, I. How do I describe it? It's a very tight shirt that exposes the midriff. <laughs> For whatever yeah, yeah, reason, yeah, yeah. people. I mean, if people think that is attractive. Sure, I don't mind that, but the fact that people want that kind of mods <laughs> is what really propagate those two uh, Capcom games. Even Street Fighter Six has their own um, interesting mods. Mm, to the point Quang-quad. that they, to one unfortunate time, but hey ho. <laughs> I, I think the word thirsty mods should uh, uh, imply enough mm-hmm. <laughs> of what we're saying. <laughs> We have to pick a favorite. We have to pick the best. I want to go for collectively. I want to go for Petroleum Chan and her cute dog. <laughs> yeah, Baldur's Gate is fine. Like Baldur's Gate, literally, is too thirsty. Is not only too thirsty, not only shit posting, but the, the the fact that that they are literally uh. Fan art of 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 our of our character six to one becoming a doyan, like that's just another level of funny. <laughs> yeah, there are there are whole less plots developing outside of the game because even though the game just have like very doesn't have a lot of like, uh, what you say compared to other games can they don't have like a lot of different world building stuff or big but it's just enough material to work with that the community can have just invented something else to be to be a fan of like I mean there are like the stat nerds who like min max the builds out there can but the the, the fandom the, the ones who are making art or uh, discussing the game non-stop and they are running with their own fan fiction whatever in a game about giant robots heck yeah and then you have anything to add uh hmm Okay, for for me, like a good meme gener, let's say a a good meme generator winner is uh for a game that it's like serious, but then it the, the emergent behavior of the players like okay, let's make a meme of this. <laughs> they they just see comedy within all the seriousness. <laughs> so oh. I, I think it 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 yeah, it's our call. <laughs> it's our call. The the fact that the uh officially 
they has no they have made no references to weird ass fan community. I mean, they they still highlight fan art and whatever again. So mm. the the cool ones, but they have never acknowledged any of the weird stuff people have come up have conjured out of their Alex, their, their fanaticism. <laughs> like this the, is a serious game. Oh, how it's all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but the community was like, nah, <laughs> Uno reverse cut. <laughs> Uh, are we on uh, in unison with this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Best meme generator. Mm-hmm. Yep. Amoco Six, Files of Rubicon. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. Yeah. They they are flying high with borrowed wings. <laughs> And it costs you money. So shout out to all the fan arts that keeps on going, like. Yeah. Uh, but still, uh. That being said, I still love the the fact that people within the game development scene notice the memes and start to do like uh, chip in, which is also hilarious in its own way. So we shall now reset the clock once again because it's time for our most serious uh, watch for this year. In the, for the last what seven years as well, six seven years. This is our most serious award. We have taken this far too seriously for everyone to notice. And ironic enough, it's also our most normal ge- genre-based game award. And it's it's there for a reason. It's best racing game. So for this year's, our contenders are from Electronic Arts and Codemasters. We have EA Sports WRC. Then from Visual Concepts and 2K is Lego 2K Drive. Then we have our wildcard. This year we have a wildcard because, you know, <laughs> it's a wild year. Our wildcard for this year, best racing game, is Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name by Sega and Ryaga Gotoku Studios. That's the reason why. Don't worry about it. And... Our final nominee for best racing game is by Ubisoft at Ivory Tower, the crew Motorfest. It's now deliberation times. So why is like a dragon Gaiden here? <laughs> okay, first, uh, good news. We are, we have less than five, so all of them are automatically into the list. Yes, into the list, and yes, that. That includes like a dragon guy then because here's my argument for this. It's twofold. One is the biggest, uh, one of the more prominent mini games available in like a dragon guy then, which is uh, Pocket Circuit Racing. For those who have are uh, not familiar, uh, let me use some keywords: Tamiya, Tashionkuro, small toy cars, customization. Okay, that should that should get some people interested already. What the hell is this? And for those who know, you know what it is. Yeah. You know what it is. Mm-hmm. And again, the 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 best part of the whole pocket circuit racing mini game is that uh, Kiryu now Joryu is so passionate about this. He's like unironically into it. He, this is like he's putting out all of himself into. Beating people, beating kids, not not beating kids literally, but beating kids <laughs> in 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 racing cars, in, in racing yeah. toy cars. Like oh, God damn it, he really is into the 
just look at the way the game is presented kan before you start the race he, Jory will pull a post and call out his uh, his car's name Goron Tiger no it doesn't have Goron Tiger this time he starts with Goron Jaguar Goron Jaguar Goron Jaguar my god and then when he loses oh man There's a spotlight on top, and he's just like slow clapping. Yeah, congratulations! Uh, and then swipes to the to the side, and he just shows a grimace. Like, God damn it, I lost! Damn it, damn it, I lost! <laughs> don't show it to the kids. Uh, don't show don't show videos to the kids. Uh, <laughs> and then he has a podium pose when he won. Like, oh God, baby, he's very much into. It. He's very happy that he's he's like racing cars. <laughs> The gameplay is also strong. I don't think any other racing game has this sort of like side grade stuff, where yeah. you have to tune your car or basically use your uh, customize your car to a very specific track where the track have specific gimmicks. Like you do, you can just do an overall uh, overall normal build for to win your races. You have to. You have to think. You have to adjust the the parts. And if you don't have the parts, you have to go out and look for parts. So you have to play like a dragon guy then. <laughs> uh, and there's a lot of it. Also, it's like oh, you thought it was uh, it was just here. Okay, this is the last race. Oh no, look at that pot. Uh, look at that cafe. There's another room inside. Oh. Now it gets serious. <laughs> there's more. Okay, but that's the first argument. There's another. Two, uh, there's another argument also. Inside, like a dragon guy, then is Daytona USA 2. Ah uh, yes. Daytona oh, USA 2 yeah. is a freaking good arcade racer. <laughs> <laughs> And it perform well. You can just have fun with just playing a game within a game. Okay, but let's hear about other racing games. This year, God, like the last few years, God, we we haven't mentioned any core master games besides Great Legend that one year. But this year, a normal sports game in the form of WRC is actually really good because, like, for those who are not in the know, God, in the, not really in racing games, so WRC is essentially time trial or just race against the clock. Is you? The the track and the time, and that's it. But the best part of it again, of diversity is that it is the track is also is your enemy because they can be like so many jumps, so many corners, like so many sharp corners in locations that uh like if you're a normal person okay, you and you drive here like yeah I'm not gonna drive in this in this terrain that's dirt and everything but no they're racing it in essentially can. Those Twingos, those Renault Twingos, or the Toyota Yaris, just a bit white in the body to the left with with some tire modification rights, maybe electric batteries, you know. And I think like I mentioned yesterday as well, the best part of WRC is that you can build a car from scratch, essentially, like platform, you know, how how do you like your wheels, front engine, mid engine, and you can just make a bonkers car. And then race with like the best of the WRC team. Why? Why not? You can. And this game is actually a good reason to play as well. 
like it's only one five nine, so like it's not sixty dollars, it's thirty. And for this level of you know engagement, and this level of you know gaming and for a niche uh, rally type ring game, it's actually pretty good. I think it's so well because we don't we don't have the metric numbers, but I think it's so well because I've seen non-stop uh non-stop like streams by our uh, streamers and all. So I'm vouching for WRC. I think this will be the first time I'm vouching for a for a, a serious, a super serious racing game in the la- in the last seven years. Dang, so that's one vote for. So that is one vote for. Kiryu, <laughs> one vote for WRC. Uh, mm. I didn't say I'm voting for like a dragon guy. Then I'm uh, saying is I'm saying is that it deserves to be here. Mm. Ah, mm. slight difference. And Lego Tokyo Drive is here because it is com- a competent open world racing game. Even though it's not expected, especially from a developer with not with no racing game track record, but it is competent. It is fun to play. I wouldn't say best, unfortunately, but it is among the best. Wait, that's wait. There, there is. Uh, I remember Visual Concept made an uh, arcade. Uh, arcade mode, not arcade mode. Go kart mode for their NBA game. So technically, that is a reason. <laughs> that's where they prototype it all. Okay, yeah. okay. But still, <laughs> uh, my my point still stands lah. In the in the fact that it's not something you expect from the developers, but they delivered a different round, a different round wheel, not the round wheel that we used to. Oh, tapi can speak. Since you're talking about open world races, the crew motorfest, even though they they've made maybe like gone a bit lower in their scale of of uh Trigun. It used to be the, the entirety of US, but it's just now one island in Hawaii. It's still quite nice, pretty good. Uh, open world where you know jumps, turns, like you can still fly your planes and boats if you have them, and. And I really love, like, I think, like, one thing that makes a good open wheel racer for, like, those yang ada license title is the car list. And the crew has a lot of, an amazing car list. Like, cars that you haven't seen in a while, like, when's the last time you see the Mazda Cosmo, Mac? Besides Gran Turismo 4. <laughs> that's a, that's a rap pull there. Uh, a Mazda Cosmo. Atau, uh, my favorite, personal favorite, the GT, the Mitsubishi GTO, or in some cases in the US, it's called the GT 2000. That is also like a rare car. It's not even GT, yeah, it's not even GT 7, tak silap, kan? Nope. The GT 2000, uh, is there? In its glory? Like, the car list is important for me. Like, I don't mind. Like, the reason why the likes of uh, a certain... A motorsport game isn't here. Is that uh, I? Besides my issues with their handling and their career mode, their car is quite bad, dull. <laughs> Sadly, like there's besides a few cars, like maybe the LMP cars, but the, the normal cars, you know, the cars that you might see on the street. The, that car list is terrible. Meanwhile, in the crew, yeah. Cars that you haven't seen in a while, like the RS8, the but the Lamborghini Diablo, that is now rare somehow. 
it wasn't that popular. And then like the usual, besides your usual stuff lah, the Testarossa, the 911. Yeah, the crew that nails it, nah, nails it. What we want, they have. Mm, and I think like, that's all four. That's all five that we talk about. Here's the thing: yeah. when it comes to best racing game, within the four we have shortlisted, kan? Uh, here's the big picture thing: EA Sports mm-hmm. WRC. It's a cardboard. Would... No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, this game, it, within this series, this will gonna be a series, kan? I think that this is the only time it will be. A, in a strong shot of winning in such an award. Anything, yeah, yeah. Because they, after they, this, it's going to be just a yearly entry, again, and it mm. becomes less impressive moving forward. Even though the game would still be, some would, uh, what we would say, either at the same or better quality. But because it's a yearly annual game, it doesn't feel impactful. Like, for a first impression, this is pretty good for WRC. Like, Yeah, like I remember the original back in the PS3 era, the the old gen. Like it was rough, but this one, everything they nailed down everything right. So it's between this and the crew motor fest is what I'm saying when it comes to the winner. Unless Anana has anything to add. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, out, out, out. This is the this is Anna's uh, rest break. Okay, so what's the better argument for Motofest? I think it sports WRC as a if you consider a debut, <laughs> a new series again. Uh, technically, yeah, technically, but is actually is the dirt series. And if you but if you consider uh, the jump from dirt rally 2.0 to WRC. How big is the jump? No, 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 no. Uh, that, no, uh, I want. I don't want to uh, compare it with the the rate, but that's the one. It's like a different, like they're basically, much like apple to oranges. Mm-hmm. Even though it is still rally, but so it's dirt. Yeah, dirt four and five. Ah, that's the that's the correct way. Ah, so dirt four. It's more of a like, casual ish. Oh, Four. Four was an interesting take of rally in the way that they they added a rope like mode. Ah yes, okay. uh-uh. uh, but it was not like uh it was marketed as a more mainstream title lah uh, compared to your the rallies. Okay, interesting. But then I'm I feel I'm leading on motorfest then. In the way that this is a a compet. No, I'm not gonna use competent too much. Too much. Use other words. No, use other words. Uh, uh, it is. You know, I'll do maybe like what. Do you know what reminds me of the Motorfest cat? It reminds me of Drive Club, like this old game that launched uh, alongside the PS4. Like it has that feel. It has the soul. Ironically enough, the developers on DriveCut are now working at WRC. <laughs> But it has that weird thing, that weird, that weird tinge that I actually like. I'm looking at Motorfest in a way that they have took the right lessons from Forza Horizon 
and create their own take of it. Mm-hmm. In a way that, oh yeah, people like story stuff and people want to learn about car culture. How about we figure out a better way than Horizon's uh, story, uh, Horizon stories? And I I think the the what they call it the playlist, yeah. No, the playlist. Uh, the playlist is actually pretty brilliant in a way that it's not just the same events. All of them feel like they are created just specifically for. They, they are not using a template, which is interesting to say for mm. a Ubisoft game. Like weird. Uh. That's that weird. Like like the the playlist template. It it changes per week. So like one week you might be racing with let's say you know touring cars at uh, a circle gun. Next week. You might be racing the same touring cars, but in a dirt track because oh yeah, Hunigan does that. Ah, uh, like, like that's example. So I like that. Like they they constantly like week by week at VK like other ways to make it interesting. And most of the time, yeah, they do. Like if a game, a racing game, tries to be an a general racing game, I think this is the right approach of uh, uh, presenting content in a way that hey. We have a variety of cars. Why not highlight the variety rather than just like, mm. let's do this race, but with this car, let's do that race again, but with this car, to do mm. something else. Yeah, this one like, uh. okay, we have this big map, so we we shall now reiterate, uh, reiterate, see how it fits, and that's how I like it. And oh no, we have reached the 50 minute mark, so we shall now do a verdict. So I wanna. E R T. Hmm. I was here on the crew motorfest. Yeah lah. So we shall go for the crew motorfest then. Uh, wait. wait. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> That's not how it's supposed to work. <laughs> like yeah, like I yeah, no, it's a good effort by EA. Tapi, uh, are you sure you're you're not? You're convinced that the Crew Motorfest is better just after I'm saying I'm voting for the Crew Motorfest. Like I've like you're as you're telling to the person that reviewed these two games. <laughs> Because ma, itu lah. That's the thing. You you gonna have to make it like you're just not following some orders. I'm like, not. Okay, I'm, if, we, if I put WRC again, we are in a stalemate, and then we have to reroll again. Anansi, <laughs> why? <laughs> why? 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 They have mm-hmm. took the right the right lessons and run with it with their own yeah. way, yet still not um into something totally unrecognizable. It's still if you played the crew too, you look at the crew motorfest and yeah, this is still the crew. But I think the big the other big takeaway of it is, uh, then you mentioned the driving physics hasn't have yeah, you? Yeah, the driving physics is a bit I see like on yeah it's. It's I like to call it icy. That's why I put in review. Like it's a bit icy, but it it is like something you need to master, a bit, and then you can like race with uh, the big boys in the battle royale world. From my con, uh, from my perspective, this game Motorfest saves itself for having a driving uh, a driving physics that I 
I I can understand. I get why you are doing it like this. Rather than the crew too, where I just say, God damn it, do you think this is fun? I do not think this is fun to uninstall. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's why for me, when I look at the crew motopass, uh, I I feel like from my perspective, it has made the bigger jump. Mm-hmm. in improvement because you know the the two games that we are talking about here have been making racing games they know that this genre they have made countless of games before I guess that is settled then we shall now we, shall we can see, now, now <laughs> we can say congratulations to the crew motor fans yes yeah. Yeah. yeah like all of it like it's just it fits <laughs> yeah Yeah, I mean if it if it's just Ubisoft's or oh, our own version of Forza, yeah. Oh yeah, Forza, Forza Horizon. Okay, that was 18 minutes, <laughs> three minutes more. But it uh, it is our most serious category, and that was a very serious com- conversation. <laughs> I mean, it's probably one of one of our most difficult category, even yeah. year after year. It's like, okay, which one? Which one? Yeah, like. Like the like last few years, kind of slam dunks didn't win <laughs> on racing best racing games. Like the slam dunks, like Grand Turismo and Forza, Forza, they're gonna win. No, they did it. <laughs> uh, But and this huh? year, uh, I think we have also we we didn't say outright, but you can see the elephant in the room is not here. No, yeah. there there is better games. There, this game. this yeah, year, there's game. no slam dunk games. There are better games out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like so the motorsport game missing. Yeah, like so disappointing. It's good. I I still stand that the game's good, but the it's not good enough. Mm. Anyway, and now we move on to the next award. And this is an interesting one for because we have a special award just for this year. A wild card you may see. Uh-huh. Yeah, for this year again. There's a lot of games uh, for the in the year 2023 have delved into the psyche of the weird, the genre of psychos and terror, the the ones that kept you up at night at times, you know, because of the the screams and all. It is the best horror game. It's our work of the year, and we 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 are dedicating this year to celebrate the best horror games, and we have four. Four of them are very good. All four of them are good in their own way, but one has to come out on top. Kind of like Jason versus uh, Freddy Krueger. Someone has to win. So our nominees for best horror game from Remedy, we have Alan Wake 2. Very good. Oh, this is so much, so much to talk about this game, but we'll move on. Then from Dam Buster Studios and. Deep Silver, we have Dead Island 2. Moving on, then we have the the, the horror king of 2008, now, rem- now remake for 2023, Dead Space by EA Motif and EA. And lastly, also coming back to defend their horror game title from 2005, it is the remake for Resident Evil 4 by Capcom. And deliberation will start now. I think and one thing I I like about uh, people discovering Alan Wake once again, it's a horror game. <laughs> Mr. Alan Wake is a horror writer. 
Even though he writes thrillers, yeah, like Alice Casey is a thriller, but uh, I think he start because according to the the game in the first game, he wrote for a horror series called Night Springs, and that's where the 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 weird and funny things are happening at uh tola, the place of uh Alan Wake. Forgot what's the name, Cauldron Lake. That is that the name? I forgot the name lah. But this one, they have uh, take the horror into a very good level. Like, bes- uh, besides Alan, we have Saga, who is our new uh, protagonist, our dual protagonist. And her horror is that she is dragged into this horror story that Alan Wake has wrote back in 2010. And she has to be the bad character. While also saving her family, which is very unique in a sense that Oh yeah, I've been dragged into this, but I will not. But I, but I will not settle for it. I will. I shall now fight it to the end. And ooh, the horrors get this one. Like they know what to, uh, what when to do the horror good, and they know for even though they are guilty for doing those uh, cheap jump scares at times, but it is at what at points that you expect it to be. So you jump like okay, can you steady yourself and all. Same thing for the island too as well because. Can we on the ice side we have Alan Wake with the horror of you know like uh, entities can ghosts and entities and all but that line too is simple simple horror George Romero uh, light of living dead style of horror tapi with a more comedic twist because even though it's still horror it's still you can still have fun with it like you know you can make fun of people uh I want to think that line too is like more akin to macam I guess a far, uh, not a far, a GTA star story. Like, they're just parodying, you know, the influencers and the, the preppers and such. But in more like had the tone. So that, you know, even though it's still a zombie game. But yeah, people like it. So, somehow I'm going to, I'm going to pick between these two. But I know Anand is, is going to pick uh, Dead Space. Because that's his favorite. <laughs> I'm standing for Dead Space 3. And funny enough, uh, the way you describe Alan Wake 2 can be applied to that space tree. Yeah, to that space 2023. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As in it's uh it's it they improve upon the 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 horror aspect of the first dead space. And when it when it comes to the atmosphere it's improved. The the lighting, the sound, and then the the intensity director, the director system where it dynamically uh uh arrange encounters for you so instead of something like scripted okay as you go through this corridor you may encounter like one necromorphs or zero or mm. even different necromorphs at all yeah so all of them like they embody the horror the horror game genre like very well like and you can all thank to the big man himself mr resident evil for that Oh, no. <laughs> the, the, that's the problem like this wild this wildcat kind of like resident evil 4 basically they when they release in 2005 that is the standard which which uh even they also like i think one of the directors said like oh we just want to keep up this, the the perfect standard that we have set by our apa? by our former director mr shinji mikami back in 05 and they did and they flesh it out like Like one thing I like about the Resident Evil remakes kind of the last few years is that they are able to to squeeze out yeah, 
maybe like flesh out a bit more of story here and there like which i'm uh for resident evil 4 yeah louis can this after the third chapter he's dead but here like no 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 i i will help you and then like he gets infected and then you get to see if he turns infected by chapter 3 and 4 so she, he doesn't like die off screen no we see him getting infected like which is kind of sad you're like oh no so he was actually a, a good guy like in the like in morally gray more like than that and and i do like it going more horror because the the last game three was a bit more action oriented which I thought they're going to go for 4. That's why I was quite uh, so-so with Resident Evil 4. But then after playing it, yeah, it's still the same. Tapi that's the problem of being the, the, the granddad of the, of the current horror genre. Like, uh, Alan Wake and uh, unbashedly follow, <laughs> followed uh, the remakes for your gameplay to a T. So, tapi, I don't know. Alan Wake feels like it, it is the case of, uh, like, macam in... This one karate movie said you know, the student has suppressed the master. Because where else can I where else can I get a horror game with a musical number for no reason other than it is very important to the plot? But what do you think, Mike? Anything to add? No 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 continue. This is my time to be on the back seat. <laughs> back seat on. I'll I'll chime in when the need arrives. Alright. Okay. Uh. So like yeah, okay, okay. So yeah, like horror itself doesn't has to be too scary. Sometimes kind of like mm-hmm. that's why we have Halloween has this musical, and that's why for that it's just literally a full a full on comedy. That space are the the horror is there, but there's some breathing breathing space kind of which I mean, like I hear the audio logs like the people are just before the the macros come in they're just living their lives they're just doing a test they're doing uh they are drilling for illegal mining activities but that's besides the point <laughs> <laughs> like like that it is an interesting uh conundrum for this one because all four of them are good in this right like they are good in horror years like and the stories are very interesting. They are the heavyweights in their own specific mm. category. Yes. So Macam, what kind of horror are we like uh, calling it best now? Tuna, yeah, uh, that's do, do we focus on the on the terror no. imposed on the players or do we consider oh it's a horror game? But among these horror games, this is the the one I enjoyed was just horror is just part of the equation no, because the way we have uh, put the list here because simply because of dead island 2 we have to have a general uh you say general yeah, no definition horror, of a horror yeah. it's not necessary yeah. because i thought we were coming here which one is the scariest which one makes you feel dread the fear the yeah. fear factor how dreadful is it how how it terrorizes you but but since we are go- going for a bigger, broader uh, definition of horror, as in not necessarily to spook you, mm-hmm. it's yeah, a bit tougher to call. Yeah. So, what 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 flavor of horror we celebrating is now? I think yeah. we, we the way we gonna frame this award. Mm. So, ooh, I know how. Okay. So since this is horror, again, what about what like what game that? That convey. I'm gonna say they convey the horrors correctly. Like, which I'm like, Alan Wake 
uh, even though it's a good horror game, yeah, tapi they still have to rely on the jump scares, like you know, ah, oh, sometimes like. I get it. It's part of the too because the, the the darkness, kan? The the villains of the the story is you know dark, so they have to do jump scares so that to put you off. Tapi that space doesn't do that, kan? That space is the dread. Did, but you can see it from a ah uh, yes, like, like you see the uh, a dark corridor or they they turn off the lights. Like, okay. Ah, uh, the telegraphic jump. Ah, uh, like telegraphic jump. Like oh, apa the the intercom will say power. What yeah. quarantine activated. Powering down, ah, right. uh, and then you know. Yeah, it, it's sort of routine, but at the same time, it's it's far and a few between when it comes to like cheap jump scares. So, mm. like, it's not there. Yeah. Yeah, like but Resident Evil doesn't have that. Tapi, my my half issue with that is that it's still it feels more it they are still more leaning towards the action genre. So, tak ada jump scare. Tapi, it's now leaning towards the 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 dreaded action genre that they are going to focus on when they eventually remake five and six, which is okay. Tapi, oh no. <laughs> Yeah, Resident Evil 4 is like the tipping point. The uh, okay, the, we... the perfect balance uh, of horror and action, and then five just slides off. Five slides off. Six is just going down the 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 the, the ravine into into a shallow depth. Seven found it back again. <laughs> okay, so how then? How will we call it? Hmm. Uh, I'm going to pass on I Love It for this time because they have they have another two categories that we'll get to because they are a good horror game but that's the the but is that kalau macam uh, like terror itself like eh yeah the jump scares that's it while that space does it naturally just by closing the door on you yeah <laughs> Then good luck. You just hear boom. Okay. Uh. Shit. The, the, the stress just shot out. Uh, like it, it's there since 08 and they made it better, even much more better in 2023. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I believe, yeah, I believe that is like that is how you went make a horror game. Man. Unlike a certain uh, other game that it's about. A man stuck in a prison or something like that. <laughs> so we going yeah. for the lingering terror that the sticks lineage. to you, ah, uh, because that's what I believe uh, the the quality of that space. It's always there in the background. Mm. The you, threat. You, uh. you you feel uncomfortable. You yeah. just. That there's something gonna happen, but you just don't know what and how. Yeah, even my personal experience playing the Dead Space remake is that it it, it you always feel the tension, especially when you're backtracking because you know it, it, this thing necrobots just jump it out any time. <laughs> and and they don't go still because. We said Necronov, and then like there's one type, and then the little thing. Okay, now I can I I have handle, and then they introduce a new one, which which just reignite that terror again, once again. Like, oh oh no, <laughs> and that's actually cool, and I love that. I think we have a winner then. Yeah, yeah. we have a winner then. Congratulations that to that space 2023. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. I, Isaac, Isaac, you can you can hear Isaac stomping somewhere out oh. there. <laughs> oh. Clapping, uh, and then oh. and then curse you or whatever again. Yeah. God damn. You can you, you can now hear a visible. God damn it now. <laughs> oh boy, that that's horror. Nice. Yeah. And look forward to whatever World Cup award we're gonna introduce next year, if any. It depends. That is the flavor of the year. Let's say. <laughs> And it is always changing, so look out. Hopefully, it's not just another. Oh, we're gonna do another best horror game for next year. Hopefully, there's something else. Otherwise, we have to like make a permanent horror game category. Oh yeah. Um, okay, okay. Just just a bit of a preamble or question, or whatever. How many horror life based game are we getting next year? Oh no. <laughs> Have to make a Next year's wildcard, best hollow life base game. Let's go. Oh my god! Oh goodness! We have a potential wildcard category for next year. <laughs> Put it on the pin somewhere to for our consideration. But yeah, we will be on the lookout for what what trends coming on next year that we can make a wildcard award. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a new introduction for this year. I think yeah, we we should do this next year. Yep. Alright, the next award is going to be an interesting one because it's so abstract. We have to put it under a new category. Well, it's not even a new category, it's an old category. It is best aesthetic. It is, well, for a black better term, the best game to use a style, combination of art style or sound design that makes it, you know, stand out. As the best aesthetic and oh boy there's a lot of entries for this one so from the top we'll go with the first one and that is a space for the abound by uh toge productions then we have remedies alan wake 2 and we have dave the diver pretty good interesting choice eh? then we have ghost runner 2 hi-fi rush the Lies of P, and oh, my favorite of the entry here, Slayers X Terminal Aftermath Vengeance of the Slayer, Street Fighter 6 is here as well, Super Mario Brothers Wonder makes its appearance, alongside We Love Katamari Reroll Plus Royal Reverie, and Wild Hearts. And Mac, there is a lot of, lot of cate- uh, games in this category, so... How as always, shall we proceed? Yeah, how should we proceed? Uh, as our yearly tradition when it comes to the discussion of best aesthetic. Okay, this year how we define best aesthetic? I guess uh, the, the design that depending on much of like design that pops out, like yeah. very bold, very nice, like wow, this is how you go it, alright? Remember like a like a few years back we even like our uh, what you say discounted we basically throw out all of the games with photorealism graphics so mm. no no triple e you know high polish assets allowed in best aesthetic this time around uh the the entry list is a bit more uh, we don't put restrictions apparently so we need to figure out why they are here we mm. need to 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 reduce the count into a list of five 
only for that we can pick a winner. The timer is going, right? Let me start with Street Fighter 6. Even though it is using the RE engine, which is known to produce photorealism graphics. Eh? Ah. <laughs> but take a look at Luke's guns. Look at his forearms. An- another example, look at Chun-Li's thighs. <laughs> I mean, look at the characters in Street Fighter City and tell me, are they photorealistic or what? I mean, Dalsim is there. And the fact that they are using realism while still foregoing uh, proper, you see, human uh, anatomy, they are still stylized in that way. So that's an interesting choice but also it pairs with the whole graffiti aesthetic there's a lot of like oh uh, flashing colors of the character colors when they do a specific move here and there to really accentuate the street where the streets are you are fighting in the streets and by streets i mean the western definition of urban where uh urban warfare (laughs) Urban lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep on the tongue. Uh, so, think of it like Need for Speed Unbound last year again. Sort of like that. So, that's Street Fighter 6. Why it's still... I'm putting it here, around here. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Wild Hearts, also a game with, with you know, it doesn't have totally uh, a stylistic aesthetic, but the, the choice of the aesthetic itself is interesting in the way that they are using fantastical take, uh, fantastical take of um medieval japan you could even say this is has a lot of what's the word again wood punk aesthetic to it because of the karakuri thing yeah it's fantastical and also the the music because of they, they are leaning into the the uh, yeah the inspiration so you got your Japanese orchestra traditional Japanese uh-huh. orchestra hamming it up very with soaring flutes and whatever kind very yeah. heroic sound while you are bashing a giant chicken to death <laughs> somehow it's mismatch it, I, I think that's a mismatch of a music choice but I like it that said, there are other uh, monsters that do match the heroic theme of that song used as a monster fight. Any other games here to talk about? Oh, I guess I'll talk about my choice, which is Super Mario Brothers Wonder. And, like, it looks so colorful. Guy. Like, you, you see the trailer when they reveal it back in Summer Game Fest? Around that time, man. During the June era. And like everybody said, wow, it looks so colorful. It looks so vibrant. And I agree. I agree with that because I think like that because this is much a refresh of the 2D Mario games again. Because it's been like just stagnant. And now they get to uh, the Nintendo development team finally gets to stretch their legs. They're like, okay, we see what we what what the people want. Let us uh, make it so. And then, like, the level design kind of is all aesthetically pleasing. Like, it fits into the the style of, oh, yeah, we are going to blow your mind with each level. Be it puzzles, be it, like, the final boss encounter, whatever. And 
it, it embodies the, the I guess the the playful spirit, the as I like to call it the team parkiness of of, of a Mario game. <laughs> so how about this? Uh, are are there a case for the pixel art games? We have two here, right? Uh-huh. Which is Space for the Unbound and uh, Dave the Diver. Are, are there a case for pixel art graphics for this year's best aesthetic? Mm, I do like both of them. Like both of them. Can they don't play on the style of... Because they are, even though they are pixel art, but they have the most... They use the best ability to show emotions. Can like... In Death of the Devil, if you have a good fish, like you serve it to the customer, and the customer does <laughs> the most audacious looks, catch up. Oh! <laughs> and same thing for Space of Rebound, like, which I'm, like when, when it gets sad, it gets sad, sad. Like, you can tell, like, like you can tell, like, the likes of Raya, Sumo, like, just, they are much emotionally distraught. So. I I want to vouch for them, but that's the problem, like, uh, Lama. <laughs> and, uh, this is the question, yeah. Is, is this sort of piece of art still something we're celebrating for this year? Yeah. Mm. Good question. Uh, let me see. Is there a case for Lies of P, which is also another, uh, on, on the face of it, is a realistic looking game. But I believe there's an argument for the specific team they are going the victorian s belly aesthetics plus the you know the, the puppet punk and then it, it's dark it's gritty but like ultimately this is uh highly realistic ish so uh, it, it's aesthetically beautiful but when it comes to let's say committing to a a, a you should I use the word unique or like uh, <laughs> intriguing aesthetic? No, no, not unique. Intriguing aesthetic. It's not exactly unique when it comes to aesthetics. Yeah, I mean it's beautiful. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, when when we talk, when even the fans of Lies of Peace, they don't really focus on the oh the the the, the aesthetics really good, like innovative. No, it's just uh an interpretation of okay let's put some uh fantasy on top of this uh victorian uh style of architecture of clothing and stuff yeah mm-hmm. all right uh i know one we can remove uh huh? it's a sad thing but it is a testament that to we love katamari rerol last royal rivalry to be nominated again but despite not basically doing much about the aesthetic they have used in the original game back in what 2005 or was it i forgot 2000 something the original game it was a couple of years ago the aesthetic is evergreen it still it still holds up yet uh but over the years i believe that uh katamari is now on a league of his own is doing his own thing they are quirky like that i don't think like anyone else other than the actual creator of the katamari series i think they have also a new game coming in 
would uh. ever imitate that level of quirkiness, the level of playfulness uh, that the 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 aesthetic of We Love Katamari is evoking. But the fact that it's yeah. made it here is a good enough acknowledgement lah for me. So let's cut that one. <laughs> Uh, all right still more to go uh, yeah like alan yeah, wait can you give me five minutes okay. all right pause it five minutes all right so alan wick Ooh, ooh. this one like this embodies best aesthetic due to the fact that can even though it is a triple a game and uh is published by by epic of all people but they like they do whatever i feel is what embodies aesthetic or like from start to finish you are ever you are developed you are literally sucked into the world of eloway in bright falls and the dark place like like you want to know why you are here once again right you want to know why alan hasn't come out yet from the dark place and the aesthetic the art style and of course the icon now i think iconic uh, the the dance number it's just like it, it is testimonies that even though you can not only have something very really colorful and beautiful and you can also push art using that way yeah. so this is a troubling max so much wonder who do we cut <laughs> because the ones that haven't been mentioned before i believe is a solid lock slayer's x yes? shall not be budged on yeah. yes but i i will remain on this hill to say that we should allow cringe to be art <laughs> uh aesthetic well, I... doesn't need to be meaning that oh. it's super beautiful it you is know, so it i believe it's the fact that they are committing to the beat They are committing yes. to a vision. They they are seeing the vision through. This is what they wanted to 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 portray to the players, to the people who experience the game, and they what you say hit the yeah. home run. Yeah, I think like uh, like like I think this year pixel art gets um like the back, uh, but the the backs you know, because like. Just, Uh, I don't know, like space on the inbound. I I like the aesthetic and because it is the nostalgic nineties style aesthetic that we know and love. Even though I was born literally at the towards the end of the nineties. <laughs> I mean, maybe next time lah. Like I like the design, but I don't think like there's a lot of heavy hitters for this one. So I will uh I will put my hand up and uh vote out space on the inbound. I think we can have a running team here. Uh, Pizza Art may not. Uh, I don't think Pizza Art is invoked this year. Sadly. <laughs> uh, so I guess the narrative can either even even consider like if you're judging these games purely on the merit of how far they have pushed the Pizza Art. Uh, style. Nah, just okay lah. It's a it's a up there, but I don't think they are pushing boundaries. Yeah. So we can remove uh, uh, the pizza art camp. So what else? 
Hold on. Hmm? Uh, Am I looking at it right? Okay, yeah. I'm looking at it right. Okay. I, okay, the one we didn't talk about still was Ghost Runner 2 and Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi Rush. That's much as well, Sally. Hmm. I, I don't see an argument to kick it off considering the whole game is based around the whole uh, western style comic book delivering the story of yeah I want to be a rock star and incorporating music throughout the whole game the fact that they use comic book panels to be your uh, the, the the preamble to the start of each level so here's uh, what we gonna do so you do they they do the whole you know uh, heist planning montage In the style of a comic book, it's just so brilliantly executed, man. You cannot, cannot not have it here. Ghost Runner 2 is still here in the fact that um, we haven't celebrated much of Cyberpunk. I know there is a big Cyberpunk game literally called Cyberpunk 2077, yeah. But that's a, a different flavor of Cyberpunk. Ghost Runner and Ghost Runner 2 for in this particular version kan Ghost yep. Runner 2 uh, flavor of cyberpunk is the cyberpunk that you see on YouTube or the yes. cyberpunk that you uh, define by the current generation who just watches uh, media just, yeah. uh, so it's cyberpunk that has a lot more tinge to the seed wave to the dark scenes aesthetic rather than the the grungy anti-copo although there is still somewhere there a uh, message that usually uh, involved it comes to talking about cyberpunk so this the you see if you see the your apa the, the many art forms art forms the people who doing art team around cyberpunk and all the neon bright lights and then the scenes kicking in all the the, the rain dropping down during night time yeah the rain it's of- that particular set. plus they go harder this time in the fact that they try to do uh they go into the cyberspace stuff so you got your virtual cyberpunk and the music is kicking the music This time around, they added something new. They added organs. Now we're getting uh, church cyberpunk. Church cyberpunk. Like, I mean, know. it's still dark scene in some ways. So yeah, um, it's brooding. The, the organ sounds are brooding, which fits. So. Any. Wait. How about this? Uh, I think Wild Hearts seems not strong enough to to favor the crowd here, so I can uh, respectfully put it aside. Yeah. Let it commit seppuku. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I will also make an executive decision, and uh, sadly, Mario doesn't do well. Doesn't know. Aesthetic and cantik, I like the design a little bit, but when compared to the wrecks, the wrecks of Hyper Rush and stuff, uh, Mario feels it's good, it's wonderful. But eh, like if you fight, if you fight against you know Alan Wake and Hyper Rush with musical numbers, we're like uh, 
they they cannot compete. So I'm sorry, Mario. Sorry, Mr. Mario. You don't worry about it, Mario. You have one billion dollars in a per in movie revenue, so I think it should be fine. So, so now I'm... we have a we have a six. One more to <laughs> one more to die. Uh... Okay. Uh, the the non-negotiables are here already. Ghost Runner Two, Hi-Fi Rush, and Slay's X. Mm-hmm. And okay, so we have a three. So let's look the other three. Uh, Alan Wake Two, Lies I of will fight P, to the death. <laughs> and Street Fighter Six. Um, between <laughs> the three, I feel hard to to separate ways. No, there's another Capcom game <laughs> to separate yeah. my ways with Street Fighter Six. In the fact that this is the good argument of still having, uh, you see, uh, 3D graphics that look sort of closer to photorealism, but still mess around and try to have fun with it. Yeah. It's a good example of bridging that gap between your 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 realistic looking game can still be uh looking fresh by doing something with the art style. Unless someone want to push Street Fighter Six. <laughs> Uh, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So then, I think Alan Week Two might still be around. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, but, which means, I I feel, Lies of P is shaky, right? <laughs> but okay. Oh, okay. It's. Okay, it's like it's easy mode, as in okay. I I may argue it as easy mode. Okay, you put it pretty and stuff, but they actually really commit to the to the full Victoria aesthetics because of of course, okay, the the building art style, then the clothing, like your the Pinocchio's clothing, you can you can change. Uh, he has he has uh different changeable clothing that mm-hmm. also reflects on the era. And then uh, the 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 main hub, the hotel crime. Okay, uh, y- you can actually play. Okay, okay. Let's say during your gameplay, you will collect records, as in like vinyl records that you can play in the hotel. Uh huh. Uh huh. And the music itself, it sounds like proper vinyl with the cracks, the the crackles and pops of vinyl vinyl music. And then the boss design, like oh, they uh, it's every single boss is unique. Uh, with uh, their own, of course, their own moveset and uh, gimmicks, the, the static gimmicks. So they actually really commits to the the, the whole uh, Victorian belt Lipo aesthetics with the Pinocchio lore and the puppet punk. So yeah. <laughs> But still, it's, kind of, it's basically like a Bloodborne with a, a different coat of paint. Sort of. <laughs> hmm. But when it, but the aesthetic they they really commit. It's not like a slap dash work. So okay. I, I still stand by Lies of Thief. So hmm. then Alan Wake, how? What's Mr. Wake? Can you can you stand up? <laughs> oh Please. my god! <laughs> Please. Like... Yeah. So I guess kind of like. Hmm. Like they have the the remedy style, you got like you know, the TV shows, 
like in every game there will be like the tv shows that are like you know the, the ads the cut scenes the music all of it like blend together but it's the problem like this is a problem for like a good series like a good aesthetic like, like the, like does, if, the, does the aesthetic invoke like something primal in you <laughs> deep i don't know I, it does like i i guess tapi kan like since we were quite harsh with photorealism photorealism can in recent world, i think we can cut off a little because like i like the chantik the, the bright falls is quite photorealistic so okay, because you know the the uh, the lavishness of the forest and the style of the the places that we'll go and even though like the music and all is also there but because there is it's just basically the remedy punya the formula remedy formula if, if that's a ubisoft this is the remedy formula so i guess like since alan wick is going to be in the next two categories anyway so boleh lah. Okay. Uh, i guess they can uh, be disconnected for one <laughs> go back to the dark place you go <laughs> okay you can continue dancing mr wick <laughs> Get back there. <laughs> Tula, like the the I, I I'm not having like personal gripes about photorealism graphics. Yeah. Like even last year, again, I mentioned about mm. how Grand Turismo Seven looks absolutely gorgeous. Uh. Like, but it cannot contend with best aesthetic because of there's especially like uh now that we have seen what happened this year, again, more and more games are. Can can be shipped with very high quality photorealistic assets, and may not be vouching for the actual quality of the game itself. It could just be an asset flip. So <laughs> it's uh that that's why we shouldn't to. That's why the the spirit of the aesthetic is not to encourage people to, ah, uh, especially developers lah, uh, to to like go find absolute true photorealism in video games i think that's like the it's kind of like the moore's law being dead this uh, this uh, right now again where it's the law of diminishing returns we we are too yeah. we are already too realism already now we we are reaching the uncanny valley <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. With that with that upcoming mm. game and in twenty five. Ooh, yeah. that's already uncanny valley. <laughs> so when when it come to that's why when game developers, especially the art team, decide to take an aesthetic choice, they are they are putting an effort, an actual effort that we know will require them to create new things, to to realize their vision. It's not just like okay, we saw this free. <laughs> Thing on the Unity store and Ooh, download. Download. Oh. download. Whoops. Ah. It's okay. Free use. I mean, it's true. You can use it. It's fine. You can use it in your projects. But uh, there are cons in the, in the literal sense of the word that are appearing thanks to this practice compared to the pros. And democratizing uh high end graphics has its issues yeah it's like mm. democratizing art through ai oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks pretty beautiful but you can see like yeah it's 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 not there it's just not that not that <laughs> yep anyway yeah. back on track before we going a lot of time and okay now it's, it's only 25 minutes 
So it's only 25 minutes. Yeah, so we are already gone. Right? Right. It's the longest one. All right. So we are now the top five. All right. So I'm looking at this list. I will go for my boy Chai. <laughs> Chai. Because I love Chai. it. I, Chai. Like, it's Chai. so good. Hey. Yeah. Like <laughs> my boy Chai, he deserves it. Anna, do you have a favorite? <laughs> okay lah, Lies of P okay, lah No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. As much as I love Lies of P uh, Slay's X have a stronger case But I haven't made the decision yet Because the, the developer really commit to like To the yeah, bit <laughs> To the bit, like Like to the to the cringe level That's <laughs> They commit to the cringe The aesthetics and stuff So yeah, Slay's X have a case But I also, also agree with uh, Hi-Fi Rush In the sense that You just, you know just happy-go-lucky and everything. Just it hits all the notes when it comes to like a good aesthetics with gameplay, the comedy and stuff. Yeah. Good use of the word notes there. I should put mm. note. <laughs> should put. <laughs> put note. Oh my god. I we didn't miss a beat on that, huh? Mm. Um. Ah, uh, so look, looking at this, the, I think the two. The two strongest contenders right now is uh, are polar opposites. You got your super polished, super what you say, realized uh, depiction of a musical comic book, and the creation of one cringe fourteen-year-old teenage back in the nineteen nineties finally made public with a whole ass level depicting the Boise Potato Festival for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Boise, Idaho. Now I know the state of Idaho, USA is uh primarily have potato farms. Yeah. So there were a lot of weird potato. Oh man, the crude jokes in Slayer's X is Okay, I'm not sure if I'm selling this game short or I'm gonna sell this game to be the winner. But the you you have to know the depths of the poop jokes. Like in the festival I mentioned, and one of the rides, uh-huh. you know your your uh, your usual tunnel of love kind of dark ride, and so instead of you put, uh, riding a boat into a nice uh, romantic hole, it's literally you going into a butthole. Oh no! The grossness of the rectum is depicted, and all the slimy, gross, you know, matter, whether that's liquid or gas or solids, are represented throughout the ride. And of course, there are something attacking you, so you have to shoot around. So, but yeah, it's so full of those like haha poop joke, haha, because uh-huh. a teenager find it funny. <laughs> You go around like a depiction of a fast food restaurant and you look at the menu and all of them are... Yeah, all of them are very specific uh, food items all related to... Uh, I'm I'm lost. I don't have enough synonyms for poop right now. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. That's the kind of game Slay, Slay's X is. Oh, even the menu... It start uh the 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 main menu is typical nineties PC game, like you have a JPEG, you have a very large logo, all the menu items are just words and it's a very uh over designed font, and then you have here 
some punk music playing in the background. That's the kind of game Slayer's Axis. Okay, have I, have I changed any any minds here right now? I think you have. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, oh, but, but <laughs> how? Okay, what kind of effort uh to reach Slayer's X level of let's say committed aesthetics as compared to Hi-Fi Rush? I'm not sure. I know how to answer that. Mm-hmm. The the level of commitment, ah. Eh? It's no, like not, eh? not the level of commitment is it as in like okay how do we like okay we commit to a specific aesthetic we commit to it, but how do we let's say reach that point what kind of elements do we like craft in because for me okay so it's like they commit to the to the teenage kind of uh haha poop just everything but it's kind of like sort of a given <laughs> like, Ooh, it, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, it, it's quite easy for let's say someone else to just oh we let's let's make something like this, like like Slay's X maybe on uh, under a different name and stuff. But when it comes to Hi-Fi Rush, it's it's you have to the the design itself like it's it's polished, it's uh well thought of in the sense that you have to properly design all of this like. Uh, as uh, elements to make it really work, as compared to just oh you can slap this and that on Slay's X, even though it's completely made. But yeah, <laughs> I like this argument. This is the sort of discussions we should have a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yep. And to answer that question, yeah, I I think ah uh, unfortunately the 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 a lot of the you know the. The appeal to Slayer's Axis, uh, fun. We, we, why I gravitate to Slayer's Axis is because all of the in jokes around it. That there's a meta level of appreciation needed to get. Oh, why this is happening? Aha, uh-huh, aha. Uh-huh. But if you are just like, uh, approaching it from what you say a neutral point of view, and you are not invested in the hypnospace outlaw universe. No. Yeah, so like that, that's what it hard, is yeah. like, uh. But that, but that to me that's the fun bit. Looking at people saying, "Why is this game? <laughs> Why is the game here? Why is uh, it on Xbox Game Pass of all places?" Uh, like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we can sort of equate this to the to the cult movie, The Room. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 bad that it's good, right? Should we put it on the point of oh this is, this is the top movie of all time now? <laughs> no. Okay, fair enough. Yes, in that way. Place. <laughs> yeah, the the its place is here among the best uh the games with the best it, aesthetic of twenty twenty three. It deserves to be in the best aesthetics, but when it comes to let's say on the neutral standpoint, yeah. <laughs> okay, no funny business. No, no funny, funny business. business. This, is very serious, this is a very serious uh award show. <laughs> no, I mean the, no. <laughs> The point is, the funny arguments cannot win this time around. So yeah, yeah. I, on merit alone, the the vision of a lively comic book style musical adventure realized in a character action style of gameplay. Well, congratulations to Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah, congratulations. Congratulations! I'm playing the 
not Nine Inch Nails and no, not the Prodigy, unfortunately, because of copyright. But copyright. thankfully, Bethesda <laughs> decided to, it, for whatever reason, out of the goodness of their heart, design, uh, um, rather design, compose streamer-friendly music to replace it. Replace the soundtrack, which is like, oh yeah, we're getting two soundtracks. Both of them are pretty good. So yeah, that's the level of effort high five franchise put. Some people would see this uh, category and just say, oh, should be a given lah. High five rush lah. Why are you talking like 30 minutes? But we have to get, the, we have to do the process. <laughs> Even though it seems to be like obvious, the obvious answer for some but we have to go through this. To, Give to, a fair uh, chance. <laughs> hmm. We shall now turn back the clock once again, because now we shall talk about the story that touched us, the story that made us cry, made us anger, make makes us feel joy. Uh, it is the our category for best story, and it's another lot of multiple choices, but only one shall prevail. So again, here are the nominees. First up, we have once again a space for the unbound and welcoming back to the stage as well mr alan wick too and then returning from the battlefield we also have armored car six fires or rubicon and they roll for initiative to run again it's Baldur's gate three and then diving up into the surface we have dave the diver all right no yeah. no, no sorry that's the wrong one i am dumb all right anyway then mm. scratch that but we shall now uh, retune ourselves because we have rahifai rush coming back in and then we shall now swing swing together with spider-man 2 but don't worry we shall not be alone while we play star wars jedi survivor and then finally we shall now go towards beyond to find space lasagna in starfield the timer starts now and of, of course as well this will be a spoiler warning for those who haven't played all these games this is your own one and only warning yep timer starts now again spoilers <laughs> before we start shout out to all the kiryu kai the kiryu clan for those who have seen kiryu cry i just want to say that kiryu cry. <laughs> <laughs> uh if only the story is much better because that ending is still the best. The Kiryu Kai. Go, go watch Kiryu Kai. Kiryu Kai. If you not have seen Kiryu Kai, go. Go see the contents of it all. It's the best story. I have never seen um, uh, Raninos being animated so, so beautiful. Well. And sad. <laughs> but in a... Uh, not 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 sad in a sad way sad in a happy way if you are, if you can get it <laughs> anyways oh. uh that's not in here let's talk about the games that are in here okay shout out to starfield because if you ask me if any other bethesda if you ask me if a bethesda game like from bethesda game studios can to be nominated mm-hmm. in best story I would have vetoed it out of the park right then <laughs> then because from Fallout 3 to Skyrim to Fallout 4, every time I start the main quest, I say, 
this is terrible. Let's ju- let me just roam around and do something else. Not with Starfield though. Starfield is different. <laughs> so shout out to them for actually making a story I care. Uh, boy, yeah, And I guess we shall uh give a nice shout out out to, I guess Baldur's Gate as well. Like, oh my god, like the story again is is your new is your typical when your fantasy style story again. You, know? you are the chosen one. Uh, you you have to save uh, Baldur's Gate. Because this is the third game in the series, by the way, folks. But the way they uh, frame it this time, Ken, is that it's in a way where you have someone in your head and you have to find a way to get him out of here by crook and by hook. That's, that means taking out the big bad in the, in the big city. If that reminds you of a certain game, then yeah, it is. <laughs> Where you meet companions that you can romance. Hmm, yeah. What game have I played that had the same story beat? Tapi, in a way, they twist it to be as meta as possible because, like, can like if you see Baldur's Gate in the in the distance, far away, like in a next to a, a mirror mirror room, and you see, oh yeah, why are they uh thirsting over this vampire man? Atau why are they thirsting over this upper devil lady? And when you start playing it, and then you go into the 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 X kind of the three X storyline, and then you understand. Oh, oh, okay. The vampire man is actually heartbroken because he has been living for I don't know four hundred years because he's a vampire. And then like, oh yeah, the devil lady. She has been outcast by her own kind, Daddy Dulu. Like, and now she's trying. She's just positive, even though she's been outcasted. She's just trying to live her life because. Eh, what what are you going to do? Be sad about it? Like like it is a good twist on the story because it it kind of takes in like the the what's it called uh the the elements of surprise guy like the elements that uh, unpredictability that you might expect from a normal D and D campaign, and then they like okay let let's blow in that movie into the storyline as well, because one way in one way you can go there and one way you go there was just like. I think and for the ending slide itself, there's a hundred different ways, just like a Starfield. Tapi this one, like, but you have to have specific specific stuff. So it is interesting, all this game. And I guess same can be said about Alan Wake 2. Tapi Alan Wake 2 has one ending. And and here's a big spoiler. If you think it's not a lake, it's an ocean was was already confusing, Ken. Do you know the final line ever spoken before the New Game Plus update in Elevate 2 is more confusing than that? The li- the final line for Elevate 2 is it's not a it's not a it's not a circle, it's a spiral. Which which if you played it through and you don't you won't understand it at all what the, the heck this man is talking about which is part for the course for the uh, for, for alloway itself uh. anywho anything else to add <laughs> okay what games do we want to talk about okay you guys want to know something about jedi survivor yeah i want to you know but i know boba fett is in there <laughs> um no there was I don't think so. 
Oh, is that bounty hunter Django Fat? I don't remember. It's either of the the fat. But there is a bounty hunter, and that's the ah. There's plot. a bounty hunter. Yes. But okay, if there's a bounty hunter, yeah, that's the plot twist. So the whole story of Jedi Survivor is yeah, Cal is a survivor, ha ha again. But yeah, you uh-huh. do see okay, you see him at the start. Okay, we uh we have a crew. We have got through. We have done the heist, so to speak, and then suddenly, oh. Ah, uh, basically, him and one newcomer survive. Oh no! And now he is like wrestling. Oh, what I'm gonna do? What I'm gonna do? Because after the events of Jedi Fallen Order, the crew with the Cal and the crew kan, the previous established gang has split mm-hmm. up. So yeah. Cal has become a bounty hunter or some sort. So now he's just like, okay, what what are we gonna do now? It's literally the game. What are we gonna do now? They are, they are they don't know what to do and then a MacGuffin appear and now they are like searching for a super secret planet that can only access by a super secret place and then uh apparently there's a there's an imposter among us and things go down very very terrible from there it's a it's a story that feels like oh yeah this is a fun uh romp with the buddies we get to hang out and then suddenly tragedy emotional <laughs> damage emotional damage <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> emotional damage there's a lot of the twists like I mean some of the twists are like oh yeah of course this is Star Wars so it's yeah Wars, I should yeah. have seen this. But it feels no. The characters feel real, you know. They 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 made the villain, unquote, and the villain that feel a uh, like a human character. You you understand why he's a villain. By villain, I mean a secret safe. There's a lot of moments where Kyle's like, "Oh, oh, you're a Jedi. Oh, cool, you're a Jedi. Oh no, it's red. <laughs> the light, the lightsaber oh. glows red. Oh no." <laughs> Maybe he ran out of the the blue crystal. Oh no, he's he's, he's the evil. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It it's it's how it works. Like the build up for the secondary antagonist, basically your first uh, antagonist that you meet, yeah. You you discover this Jedi in basically a flashback, lah. And you just see him like, oh, very passionate. I want to help the Jedi. We're gonna save the Jedi. We're gonna hide all the Padawans from the Imperials, whatever. Yeah. And then you see him in person. Oh, he still survives. Like how many years ago? I forgot. Put X numbers here. X number of years he survived from cryostasis or whatever. Yeah. Oh, cool. We are just the few among us that still alive, man. We we know the Jedi. Okay, and then he's like, yes, I want to survive. And then he do uh, the antagonist do his like spiel again about what oh, this is the thing I fight. And then. The, all the sentences get menacing and more menacing. Oh, oh no! And then he gets his saber and he glows red. Oh god damn it! This uh, is a boss uh, fight. <laughs> it's the the way it is done is so perfectly paced for a movie. Kind of, I mean Star Wars lah, kan? But still, yeah, it, it just Wars. hits the cinematic moment like oh yeah. If I'm watching this with a popcorn on hand, I'm just like oh yeah. I know what's coming and I'm enjoying <laughs> looking at what's gonna happen. <laughs> It's that kind of experience. Yeah, the ending set, and Carl seems to be embracing hate. Oh, I think the 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 secret thing is the uh, Vader appears. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I saw that. That's why mm. I said it's. It's Vader. I forgot. It's either the, the the one of the fat ke atau the, oh yeah, Mister Mister Vader himself. Okay, the final set piece is the the cool moment where you switch character. You become the other super strong Jedi that is, I think, was supposed to be sort of a mentor figure to Cal, one of the old crew members. I forgot her name. She, and she was super badass. You get to do all the cool stuff. She is super strong. And then you have to fight Darth Vader as a Souls like boss fight. Ah uh, yeah, you're not winning that one. I'm I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm sorry. You have to fight. Not ah uh, insert <laughs> insert so as um and drop me in Dark Souls boss. Any boss? Uh, Dark Souls but uh, Paul. <laughs> okay, imagine that, but it's Darth Vader, and then you okay. keep dying on him over and over. <laughs> Darth Vader, the, the 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 boss fight is like two phases, and he had also is he doesn't move a lot. Darth Vader just like stand there menacingly, and then he just force chokes you. <laughs> God damn it! How are you gonna dodge that? Uh, and of course, eventually, even though you you are supposed to win that fight, but uh, story wise. David prevails like oh god damn it or you see the Jedi the 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 small team of Jedi the the this the basically they have formed a recluse community lah within them and they were all happy together oh we gonna survive here oh we found a place to go to the uh, super secret planet that super secret planet nobody can go And then the Empire basically kills everyone. And like, don't. damn it. Only just Cal is the survivor. Hence the name. At what cost? Oh, man. The the UI is all red after the by the end of the game. So that implies something. <laughs> yeah, you are... The, the hate, especially like in the story, that's the hate flowing through you. The story of Zelda survival is fun. In the way that it's not like super fun, there's still tragedy there. But you enjoy the ride. I enjoy the ride. Since this list is long, and we probably gonna talk a lot of other games. Yeah, uh, let's remove Spider-Man too. I feel <laughs> less strong <laughs> because no, Spider-Man too is doing all the stuff like uh, Jedi Survivor did. Like su- mm. there are super set pieces, there are quips, there are like sentimental moments, there are moments where like. Uh, Peter goes angry with uh, there's the whole arc with Peter and Harry because okay we are now buddies hey let's uh, let's explore the flashback where we uh we say go around the school and then one of them sings uh never give you up for whatever reason they have to license that is in the credits just for one line <laughs> so. Yeah, a lot of set pieces, a lot of your okay, we fight them, but it's it's good, but it's not amazing. Unfortunately, it's not amazing. Spider-Man. <laughs> it's a good, it's still a good fun story. It's just that I don't resonate with it much, probably because I'm not a big Marvel fan, so <laughs> I I begrudgingly consume Marvel content. <laughs> In spite, yeah, in spite of in that, spite. you still have to. Oh man, can't wait to enjoy Marvel Blade in spite. Ah, <laughs> uh, so how many do I have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Let's, All right, seven. So we need two more. Let's Specifically hear. Specifically about. Yeah, 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 that one. Oh, uh, I 
okay, the story again. Like, I've been skirting over the story, but... Okay, so story is you are Atma. You are a high school student who is on his final year as a high school student. So, who's close to graduation with his girlfriend, Raya, the, the, the girl I've been mentioning the last few hours. And they are, you know, instead of, you know, going through there, what, what, I was, what is our future going to be like? Yeah, what, is, what are we going to do in the future? They decide to do the, the shenanigans, the school trend style. Like, maybe we shall skip school for today and maybe do something else. So, the storyline itself, like, is basically Raya shows Adma, her boyfriend, that, oh yeah, I actually have powers, I can talk to cats. And then, if, if her emotions are, uh, to, uh, are in check, she can uh, control, basically manipulate powers of so much, like, make it rain, uh, make it make it like much like, the cats can talk and maybe change the universe in how she see fit tapi like the, the crux of this movie is that the, yeah the, the movie pula the crux of this game <laughs> is that <laughs> i'm sorry is that uh atma can go can also have like this sort of power that he can space dive into people punya emotions so like see like see beyond what uh, the character so let's say a security guy again, like why is he angry at me so he can go in space dive go into his mind and say oh i'm actually quite sad because brother, uh, i couldn't sleep at night so you can help him like that so it's kind of like a point and clip in your game in a sense tapi it but there's also a side plot in the middle of it where uh, atma actually meets this girl called nirmala uh, she is much of like uh, not having good relations with her father but because she wants to be a writer. So this little sister punya character for Atma again, she, he take care of her. But during the start of the game, uh, when at one point though, uh, Atma gets into a, an issue, gets into trouble, and he, he accidentally falls off into a river. But we don't know when we, when was this because then we jump cut into the yeah, the current storyline of Atma and Raya doing the high school stuff. But later on, and I think like this is one of the best part again. Uh, it turns into ghost. Uh, remember Capcom's ghost trick, Ken? <laughs> Where it was revealed that he, uh, but uh, Ace Ken he had died actually. Yeah, the same thing happened. But this one is even more sadder. The fact that because. That reverse scene at the at there too is actually a flash flashback, not a flash forward. Where Atma actually died in that reverse accident. And we noticed that that little girl was actually uh Raya. This whole time was actually Raya. She was just reveal, reliving her, her memory. Which which makes like all of the, the powers and all is just into her imagination, essentially. Oh, Which, that's that's a good plot twist. Oh man! Uh, so mm. so all the powers, all the superpowers, you and Raya so it's actually just Raya in your imagination. All this time, it was her traumatic memories of sleep. because Raya was actually that girl, that little girl, back then. So she just rem- she, because she, uh, at the end she was uh, but I'm like wants to leave the town forever like, because that this is bad memories. So this is her reliving all the memories with. Uh, this uh, with uh, Adma for my last time, which is just oh my god, this is just sad. Like wow, and the reason why people do- be, like, people doesn't uh, like talk about it again because like it's that sad. Like we don't want you, we don't want to spoil it. <laughs> so, like if we want to, 
I wouldn't mind uh, vouching for Space for Inbound for this for best story because that is a good plot twist. Okay, lock no that joke. in. I, I, yeah. I'm I'm fully supporting this. Yep, that's mm-hmm. we, we, see best award. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> yep, yep. All right, that's two. That's one more game, Mac. You haven't discussed yet, and it's your is your play as well. What do you want? Uh, there's two waiting. But do you get which one? Do you guys want to hear more? Uh, I guess we talk about uh, the the actual from software game in this list. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, okay, for Armored Core Six, uh, I've been to- we've been talking uh outside of the recording for a while. Uh, I've been spoiling you guys whatever what happened. Yeah. Right? So that's the the brilliance of Armored Core Six: Fires of Rubicon is the ability to tell a story, a cohesive story, and it's just by voice logs mostly. Just voice acting, and a few okay lah, a few law law. We say the 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 collectible notes here and there, and but most of them is just robots talking, a portrait is talking together, and it can invoke such strong connections to players. Like for example, the whole bit about Handler Walter being such a hard ass person, yeah, is the fact uh-huh. that he has. He has trained so many augmented humans to be pilots, to be his basically his dog, and most of yeah. them didn't survive. So he has been traumatized out of that. So that's why he's been very cool to you, because by the end of the game, you discover what his actual intention of going into Rubicon. He has he has the plan that he and the plan is to, uh, feed the fire, let the cinders burn. <laughs> he was so very much so so distant all of you out of of does he doesn't want to be attached and there are moments where in different endings you discover that oh he said he do cares for you there's one time where you get to eavesdrop his talk uh, uh his voice comes with another person and he just say he he, he still considers uh, still thinks that six to one is alive another one he comes when he becomes the boss and he immediately oh so you have found a friend so <laughs> and he's very proud of you having a friend before the last words before he die god damn And another emotional point is your old buddy before Rusty. He has two ways of saying buddy, and you know both of them. You have to confront both of them. Either hey buddy or hey buddy. Buddy. <laughs> one is friendly. One is instigating a fight, and you can be at both sides. Uh, and they nail that character also well. So yeah. And the 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 story itself is very philosophical, like the whole bit, the the very simple es, uh, explanation of what is happening on planet Rubicon uh, and what the corals are. This is the new hunt for petroleum, but the petroleum is sentient and can grow as like a virus. It can spread like a virus. So there's a group where. They want to eradicate the petroleum at the cost of all life. That there are like native people on that planet, mm-hmm. and then you there's another side where you want to stop it from being eradicated and help the people down there to still live and shoo away the 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 corpus out. 
who are just down there to to get the coral, to get the petroleum. And the other is a more sinister one. Why not just merge? Why why not like, uh, why oh, not yeah. people and and petroleum Gee. live together as a synthetic? Oh. <laughs> Essentially, Amod Corsets has the Mass Effect three endings. You have the blue oh, ending, yeah. the green ending, and the red ending. Oh, but, the, it, yeah. but the synthesis ending is some people say true ending because it's the harder one to get. You have to do multiple playthroughs. Feels sinister as hell. Like one of the unique levels when you need you want to do the synthesis ending is that you go through like a corridor and everybody is dying. Everything is turned to hell. Everybody is killing each other. Like oh, you see people dying. You hear people dying from the comms. Robots blowing up, and this is the cost of merging a, a humans with petroleum. Like yes, I want to do this. I have committed. <laughs> Uh, whatever your thoughts about petroleum chan being very very nice this is the cause of doing that like damn damn and some people say just nuking the planet is evil think about it do you do, oh man and the fact that the petroleum can can grow into a virus and spread outside of the planet so if you go the, for the synthesis route you are turning people into human petroleum hybrid without their consent <laughs> so so now now you think okay yeah this game has some philosophical uh, 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 you know ideologies that you, I, but I think this is typical from soft stuff lah by now can yeah. your dark souls your elden ring have multiple endings kan isn't it is the same ending as well like you either destroy the blood Uh, fused with it and then return the new or something like that. I think so. I'm pretty sure it was Bloodborne, you know. But I should the also p- mention that previous Armored Core games also have multiple endings, so it precedes uh yeah, your the Soul Cycle. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Armored Core Last Raven <laughs> and Armored Core for Answer. Still one of the coolest names, Armored Core for Answer. So yeah, the story carries uh it is is not delivered in a bombastic way but it still carries a lot of the plot point across so that's why it's here meanwhile for hi-fi rush okay this is fun one uh <laughs> hi-fi rush nails comedy and it's the fact that it releases close to another game that attempts to do your haha comedy but it ended up cringe kind of Uh, kind of writing and really kind of like elevates it in a way but that's maybe a now fan comparison but when you see it on, uh, when you when you see it on its own when you compare it on its own merit and I find Russian writing is actually brilliant there's a lot of like what you feel like throwaway lines becomes part of the plot what you feel like a silly joke that maybe just haha one time actually builds up into a very pun- a good punchline by the end of the game So here's an example. Uh, to uh, Chai's uh, resistance of trying to take down all the evil bosses, again. there are six evil bosses, I think, to stop the the super secret uh, AI program, which is going to be uh, the AI program, I'll talk later. Yeah. So all of the six uh, bosses have a key code except for one, the head of security, Corsica. 
Because, you know, she's the head of the security. She doesn't need key access. She knows the password in her own mind. So, that's why you have to go talk to her. Go, the the boss battle is a bit different there with Corsica. And somehow, you end up recruiting her to the resistance fight. And becomes your ally. So, the punchline by the end of the game, you see, uh, okay, we're gonna stop the machine. You see uh, one of your pals, Peppermint. She is the one who putting all the, 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 the key cards. Or is it a security stick? Something like, okay, they, she put all the five down there. And then she inputs the password. So, what's the password? Password. Mm. You see his type password. The fact, the fact that the, when when you are in the uh, uh, an earlier level, when you see Corsica keep saying yo, you ha- you should change your password. You should rememorize your password. She's very adamant about you know security. And then here, she's just used the regular password for her <laughs> password like what? <laughs> and the AI stuff, man. Okay, so the, the secret menacing thing that the. Vendely Corporation is working on it's called something like Spectra or whatever kan this is super secret super evil thing that they're gonna put into all the uh, the people who are augmented uh, using the Vendely products so what the, the heroes thought was this is a mind control program but when you when confronted with the villain He just says, no, I'm I'm not using this to 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 manipulate people. I just want people to buy our stuff. Because marketing is hard, you know. Oh my god. This game shadow drop because it's hard to market. Mm-hmm. Meta joke. <laughs> the, the, the villain basically complains through uh, shouting out all the developers' complaints there. God damn it. Uh. He just want to sell stuff. He just want people to go get the iPhone without having to. to you know, not gonna make an army. No, I just want you to buy more iPhones because we have installed an AI chip in you to make you go buy iPhones regularly. Oh my god! So we can save cost on marketing. So it's that kind of like silly, goofy writing, you know, and the fact that Chai started out as you know a prick and ended up like um an agreeable hero who cares about the people around him. It's a good arc. So that's how I find Rush. It is if you look around, you find so many gags like that. Now that we've gone through most of this. Oh, yeah. This okay. is the tough part. Uh, I think space or down more is lock. Yeah, space or down is lock. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I want to. I want to say Starfield is also lock. Okay. Okay. Um, I think we can cut off Baldur's Gate because it is like I've already played it again, like and it is. Uh, the reason why a lot of people, I understand why people are quite mad because Baldur's Gate goes like, oh yeah, it's nothing. It's just just game about fantasy and numbers. Uh, and like, yeah, but the story is how you shape that to be. But like, in the broad spectrum of this game, like, it is quite hard to market a game that has infinite uh play- replayability. <laughs> like Baldur's Gate, like. Yeah, it's the fantasy settings that get like it's so hard. So, 
I I don't mind them getting the the cut. Uh, sadly. Have you agreed to this? I agree. <laughs> yeah, they're not good. It's only one, so I'm sorry. Uh, like in this room, the 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 spirit of Baldur's Gate Three is not that strong. So, if we have yeah, if we have the, the our friend from the Shadow Realm, <laughs> yeah, maybe it's two two v two. So, but this one like no. <laughs> no heck, if I, if I have to, if I play Baldur's Gate Three, it might have uh a different outcome. Ah uh, yeah, very sweet. Haha, see how I did there. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. Mm, okay. I would. I would let go either Amut Core 6 or Star Wars Jedi Survivor from this list. I will go for Star Wars because when you put it that way, like if it's a cinematic, like like if it's a TV show, Disney Plus, or a cinema, uh, a cinema movie, yeah, that that twist can you say, like, oh, that would be so cool. Tapi in a video game, like you're already expecting it <laughs> again. You know what? Putting into that perspective is. It it works as in like why not we celebrate the best story that can own that is better or maybe can only be delivered in the form of a video game. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. And Star Wars, you said like if you have a popcorn in hand, you like if this was the the usual Star Wars movie, again, you 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 would know that that twist is coming, but. <laughs> and I'm saying that Star Wars Jedi Survivor is a fun story, but. You know where it goes. Hmm. It's I mean, you can I, when I think of it, it's kind of the similar argument we can lay down with uh, Spider-Man Two, lah. Yeah. Ah, uh, it's. I mean that story is good, but it doesn't. It's a bit different. Like remember God of War right now, right? That that mm. story feels so connected to the gameplay itself that it carries or carries over. It feels like. A better story. This one feels like if I I just watch the cinematics alone on YouTube, man, I already have this the same fun of playing the video game for the story. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, lah. Uh. Okay, we have a five. And here comes the hard one. And here comes the hard part. We didn't Ooh. we brush around Starfield in this conversation because we have a whole uh, episode about just discussing the plot twist. That was one hour. Mm. <laughs> that was just talking about it. it was one hour. Ah, uh, that's why we kind of gloss over it. But uh, the short summary is the fact that New Game Plus is big into the story is mind blowingly brilliant, <laughs> and oh, they I... were brave to make sure you have a companion die. And have you go through the funeral yeah, process? Yeah, that is I think like in a in a modern just take. That is the most bravest, not bravest. That's the most audacious move. Like you could have been, you could have married that man, that man or woman, but he he or she dies already. That's it. Hmm. But on to this next cycle, you go. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it, it literally is in another universe. We can beat. <laughs> We could have paid taxes together again. Yeah, this is the <laughs> sort of game. Universe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, another universe. You might have still be alive. Uh. We could have done taxes with each other. No, no. Starfield is clever in that way. That the the fact that okay, how do we design a game that plays forever? I got it. <laughs> Let's bake it in. And literally have it like okay, you uh okay, you done with this state of the world. 
okay go go into the unity and start a new life fresh yeah. start hmm okay so oh my god i like all of them that's the problem i like hearing the stories of all of them that's the problem mm-hmm. and then do you have a preference here no I mean, I, I, I haven't played all any of this, or at least some of Hyper Russia, but that's like barely. Oh yeah, I played some Starfield. <laughs> okay, what what story imp- leaves a lasting impression? You still remember vividly the story, the the ending, the experiences. You want to talk about the 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 story more? Like for me, within this and uh, what the what did I play? I just played two, so either High Five Rush or Amat Core 6 and so for me that game would go into Amat Core Six. Ah, uh, yeah, like it's I so played, fun to discuss. I played three. Hmm. <laughs> I played three of them, so uh, yeah. Amat Core 6 is so fun to discuss. I I love the discourse of it. I just l- love to hear people's take on this. Uh, what are, the 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 situation of it all? Because it's it li- it's kind of like it's not all spelled out, but it just leaves enough things to work around, like to to for people to like, uh, figure out how the world works, how the law of it all, and what do you think of the state of the mess up world? Uh, the the general consensus is pretty mess up lah. Yeah. but still it's fun to to see how people stand on the different nuances the game's uh, teams tackle yeah. in I mean that's the hallmark of from software game yeah. so who's they, the bad they, guy they here they don't tell one to one it's like mm. okay here's all... stuff think about it mm. yeah it's all morally gray it's like no good guy no bad guy it's all gray in the middle no. it's your it's, it's up to you to decide where is right where is correct and I think like As, as someone who hasn't played any of the Outlaw game like at all from the PlayStation One to to now, I think like in a story sense, I think Armored wins it because from your explanation, again, like it is more far more bleaker than which have like the likes of Starfield and Alan Wake, and the or that the weirdness that's Alan Wake, the sadness that is specifically about, and the weirdness that is New Game Plus of Starfield. Again. Armored Core at the start and end. And you know the end is either bad, worse, even worse. <laughs> and the fun of it all, ah, uh, it de- what is bad, worse, and even worse depends on how you look at it. Uh, you can have a good, a long di- discussion about what which is the good ending. Even among bad things, is still morally gray. Right? <laughs> yeah, even the most bad one, like oh, which yeah. sludge do I want to kill myself? Radioactive mm. sludge or toxic sludge? The fact that I can see that nuking here is the better option <laughs> within the contest armored courses. Within the contest armored courses, not in general. No, I do not stand for that. <laughs> But within this contest, I would have stand on that. That side is just. Fascinating to the point. Oh yeah, this is the world they have painted to make you consider a, a different uh, moral values. <laughs> When this world is this messed up, where do you stand? Where do you, what do you think of it? It's fun, man. It's fun because there's no stakes on it because it's not real. 
that's the thing it's not real so we can have fun of discussing oh yeah people die here well how many people should die because you know there are there are more um stuff are happening right now so i should mention that <laughs> Uh, it's the train train thing oh <laughs> uh, yeah trolley problem man trolley problem yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's trolley problem yeah hypothetical you don't have to there is no solution to the trolley problem because it's not no, real it's not real i and it it kills you either it kills people either way left or right <laughs> it's fun to see how you think of it all it's fun mm. to see your solution it tells what sort of person you are not necessarily you are evil or good but you know how how you how you come to the decision mm-hmm. come to a decision or yeah i think so yep so congrats to miss to mr armored core mr mr dog himself <laughs> congratulations to amoko six fires of rubicon best story, story. yeah Uh, but the the dog today will have a good treat. Uh, she will be taken care of. <laughs> yeah, you see, buddy. <laughs> Rusty's emblem is a dog, a wolf, so <laughs> it fits. It fits. Ah. Uh, so now we shall now put on some very interesting shoes, and we shall now go into. Uh, the weird, the weird and wonderful side of the indies, of the indie sphere, you know the games that doesn't have the budget of a triple A, but still have enough leverage to be impactful to the industry, and in the gaming space, yeah, altogether. And so we shall now reset the clock, and here are the nominees for best indie. Oh yeah, do note these are actual indies and not uh. Uh, under a, under a big corporation, but uh, we 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 have a long discourse because like previous years, okay, we have to clarify it now lah. Uh, previous mm. years, we still count uh indie indie style games as we now call them, which are games that looks like indie game carries that indie spirit. Uh, that nebulous term will define it later. But they are associated or under the choir, under the umbrella of a large publisher. So this time around, oh, so so moving forward, we won't include games from private division, EA Originals. <laughs> so those kinds of uh, games where they have been supported by a larger um, established. Multi-million company, even though the game yeah. still is like indie budget or indie passing, indie style. Again, mm-hmm. we unfortunately cannot count them uh, because of the circumstances. The discourse has happened, so we agree to the the masses. We follow that. So yeah. Okay, the nominees. So, the nominees are. We welcome again a space for the unbound, and then we also welcome in uh, against the storm, and also uh, this interesting one. It is Hollow Life save the Hollow Life Hollow Cure save the fans. That's also in our best indie, alongside Phantom Brigade, Slayer's X, Terminal Aftermath, Vengeance of the Slayer, 
And that's it. Yeah, top five. We can start the de- deliberations. Okay, so we should. So I shall start the deliberations while talking about Hollow Cure, because in a sense, it is just Vampire Survivor or Reverse Bullet Hell, depending on who you ask. But it has, uh, I guess your your favorite VTubers from uh, Cover Corp and Hollow Life, like you know, uh, Ayame, uh, B- Ayame, Ame, uh. Zeta, you know, you know, if, like, if you know these names, you know this game is this. And the best part, this one, this indie team of two people, by the way, because I know I follow one of them, K Animations, uh, one of the dev. He and another person is just working on this game that, that they somehow has put it on Steam to Steam to uh, a pretty good review to mostly positive. So, you know, they are the, the pretty good team of two. And I guess this highlights like the more uh like fan games type of indie game can like they're not making him a profit no no they are just here because they like what what they have and they like to share it with everyone else and that embodies the spirit of indie like because you know fan games are everywhere like you have fan games for the likes of undertale or i guess the weirder more in ever fan games like uh, a certain <laughs> visual novel stuff but hey ho this for me embodies the best in the best of indie because fan game is free yeah, everyone can try it everyone did try it like i think like the peak for holo cure in the steam charts is 100,000 people at once like in a back in the launch so yeah holo cure is pretty good and i guess same can be said for basically Southeast Asia's darling, a space for the unbound. Like, I don't think they were expecting uh, to go that global to the point where they are nominated to be best indie in the Game Awards. And but for good reason, kind of story is good. The game is very nostalgic, like very point and clicky. Something like, I guess for most people that they haven't played that in a while, and by a while probably a decade or two. And. And I like I like the story again. Like if you heard just now, this story, like the story itself is just emotional. And what we play, besides that, like it encompasses what I feel again. An indie game can do. They can push the boundaries of storytelling, even by using, uh, like art that is probably a decade behind, a decade two behind. Tapi that's fine because they are there to make. To make a good time, essentially. And I like, I don't, I don't want to be biased, guys, because, you know, Southeast Asia bias and all, but. Oh, we can be biased. Oh, we can be biased. Oh, no. Okay, never mind. I'll, I'll try <laughs> we, to stay we, anyway. We, we've said but, it out. We just, just let people know we are biased in that way. It's fine. Yeah, this is our okay, awards. Yeah, biased, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like. Like, I, I am sad that no one here in Malaysia have done like this, like uh, a story. It, it, there are some coming in, but not as sad as this one. Like, my God. Like, it, it opens the possibility of like indie games again, to be this impactful. Games for change, essentially. Um, I, like, 
I kind of wish I paid for it because we got it. We, we because we got it for review and eh, earlier in the year. Like I kind of wish I paid for it because this they deserve all the the bucks for this one. So Mac, your turn to deliberate. <laughs> okay, I'll make it short because I will not be championing Phantom Brigade or Slayers X any further. They are excellent games on their own right. But let's acknowledge that they are very niche, mm-hmm. and they are spe- they are very the the what you say the appeal of these games is very specific. Probably one person <laughs> in these rooms, but they are they are they are taking what you say. They are using their indiness to to good use lah. Like Phantom Brigade was an earlier access game where they have been experimenting with okay how do we make a different kind of strategy game strategy tactics srpg as some may call it but try and make it like um not not necessarily turn-based and not necessarily real time and they've struck a very interesting balance between the two with the whole video editing thing as i like to dub it meanwhile slayers x is we talk about it in another category and it's a competent boomer shooter it feels fun to play and it doesn't necessarily uh, say require you to have a nostalgia to it though it actually helps to palette the quite uh, discerning taste of the aesthetic but you know but it, when it comes to a video game it's very well put together you can have fun shooting all of the weird uh oh it occurs to me there's a interesting boss a secret boss fight it's a giant toilet <laughs> and it's a giant toilet who speaks with a hillbilly accent or rather a southern accent I'm, i'm sorry for that uh southern accent but all the words are your 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 medieval style oh zane thou our parish but a very southern accent i cannot do it <laughs> So it's goofy like that. Of this, uh, when it comes to mechanically, uh, the most mechanically sound, I would argue between all the five games, and it would be against the storm. Through the fact that there's a lot, the most of the appeal of this game is through its tight gameplay, the many intricate system working together, in a way that. You have to solve problems. You have different solutions. You have to figure out which solution works for this particular circumstances because you are working with RNG, and the rain is stopping you, and the queen is waiting for you to chop chop, hurry up, get it done. So you you are do you are having to make decisions under pressure. So. Yeah, I'm kind of selling it short. I guess it's long because I don't want to drag it into another one-hour talk. <laughs> <laughs> because this game is so there's a lot good of good things to talk about. There's there's elements of a city builder again. There's also elements of a roguelike. But I haven't mentioned that it's technically also a production. Ah, uh, a, a little hint of factorio because you know that you have to figure out. Okay, the materials here. How many goes in? How many goes out? And then those goes out into another uh, building that use that material. How many goes in? How many goes out? You have to figure that out also because I have situations where 
I'm looking at ah, I want to make biscuits. I have supposedly I have all the stuff. I have my flour already. I have my farm. So where have the biscuits gone? And apparently I forgot. I uh I've been sh uh letting the biscuits to be shipped out for export. Like oh oh I forgot. I have to turn this down. The people are starving. Why I'm selling it out? Damn it. <laughs> Something like that lah. Along that lines. Okay, you know what? Out of this, just in the uh, list, yeah? I would go for either a space for the unbound or hollow kill to 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 lead to to be on top. I'm happy with either two. Ah, <laughs> that nice be try not take it. Oh no! Huh? Which one do you prefer? <laughs> Which one you feel? I mean, like shout shout out to Holo Q or shout out to like Holo Holo Life Production for even though yeah, this is a multi million company again, but they just say yo, you can do it. We're not taking money out of it. You're not making money. Okay, cool. Go have fun. Make it. <laughs> they are not involved in any way again. Yep. Very hands off. But they no, just they, like they actually mm. they actually ask uh, ask the the dev as well like. Do you want do you want us to pay you for this? No, we don't want it. <laughs> because the devs, uh, solely because that dev declined payment, and it's in this mm. in this category. Uh, If they take the money, immediately off, immediately it comes. Yeah, but, mm. yeah, but that's what they say. Like, yeah, they get guidelines, and we said we can be you can be in our indie game project. No, <laughs> no, we need more money. We just we just want to do it for the fans. Tapi, uh, I think like I I prefer Holo Cure to the fact that it is again it is just a really good game like it's just a really good game to play it is can reverse bullet hell and all and it's fun like you can just like not play it for a few months and then come back play it yeah you immediately in the groove like you know what to do and all mm -hmm. so I am leaning towards Holo Cure. Well then, we have a winner. We have a winner, yeah! Congratulations to Holocure Save the Fans. Yep. For continuing the streak of two reverse bullet hells winning best indie. Yeah, yeah, Vampire Survivor got it well last year. <laughs> the Vampire Survivor streak goes on. I'll start the clock because before we go into the big one, the top 10 of Gamer Matters and Gamer Malaya, we shall now go into the depths of hell for a quick peek into the trash fire. Why? Because these are the games that were just terrible, awful, and no good. And yet somehow, <laughs> somehow they get released in the year 2023. And well, here are the, the winners or the losers, depending on who you ask. What for, unquote. <laughs> for... The trash fire of 2023. So, we are the winners. From Arkane Studios, we have Redfall. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. It is what it is. Uh... Then, from Nekon, we have Lord of the Rings, Golem. Uh, insert the, go the Golem. Opa, Golem will remember this. No, he won't. And then we have from West Connections. This one, I think nobody remembers this one anymore because The Last Hope. 
which was a clone of The Last of Us that was so bad that Nintendo, that, you know, Nintendo, the big N, that never uh, intervenes, intervenes for the first time and pull this game out of shelves. That's how bad it was. But it's not as bad as King Kong, Rise of Kong, created by Gaver Mill Productions. Like, the name itself is a, <laughs> it's a telltale sign. And lastly, our winner of the Trash Fire Award goes to Fan- Fantastics the Day Before. Who knew? Who knew a trailer that looks so fake turns out to be fake? Who knew? <laughs> Alright, so... Okay, that's so, enough, eh? Yeah, okay, wrap enough, it up. Right? Wrap it up. The trash you go. <laughs> Let it burn. Mm. Let it burn. Uh, for those curious why we're not spending time, they don't deserve the time to talk about no time. Nope. <laughs> Just acknowledge and move on. Uh, right. So here we are, the final category of our award show, the big one, the game of the year. We will. We shall now uh, choose the top ten from the list, and then we shall uh, nominate our winner for twenty twenty three. So we shall we, we move to the next slide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go these to... are the choices. So here are the choices for our top ten in, in alphabetical order. So first up we have Against the Storm. And then we have Elewake 2, Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon, Baldur's Gate 3, Dave the Diver, Dead Space 2023. Final Fantasy 16, Hi-Fi Rush, Lies of P, Marble Spider-Man 2, Starfield, and running out the top 10, Street Fighter 6. And <laughs> I guess the time will start now. <laughs> okay, first we okay, I, I need to say first that we the list we have here is not full 10 games. There's still a few games that needed booting out. Oh, and of course, oh, yeah, the next more. <laughs> yep. And the next step is that we have to uh rank them from one to ten. Solo, how do we start here? Okay, I have obvious picks that I hope can go in without contest. Okay, I'm. I want to put Amut Cost Six on there, mm-hmm. and I want to put High Five Rush. On there. Mm. Are we good? Yes. Yes. Can. Agree. Okay. Yep. Okay, now I'm pushing the bargain here. Yeah. What if Armored Core 6 and High Fire Rush mm-hmm. in the top 5? Agree. Agreed, yep. Okay. What if I'm. Uh... Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna push it to the game for the year immediately. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, that's 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 why my pick first. Okay. I want to say Starfield is a lot top five as well. Because you and I have spent more than two hundred hours. So a combined four hundred hours now <laughs> in this one game alone. I'm pretty sure it can be in the top five. Okay, but uh under one condition. Yeah. Highest it can go is two. Real. I, I will take that. <laughs> <laughs> I will take that because because God, like I understand that 
it is a good like I this is my personal favorite. It is it will be my top one probably in my personal list. Tapi in, in our retrospective in your website, I don't yeah like even though this is our by the way for those listening, this is our second ever ten out of ten. And the only p- people that have been giving ten out tens in this website is myself. So I am a bit biased. But if it just be in second place, I wouldn't be mind. I wouldn't find. I should be fine. Yeah, I, I I'm saying that it cannot go higher than two, mm-hmm. implying that it can go for two. That's why, yeah, yeah. I said, if it, <laughs> right now it's something second place. Yeah, it's fine. I can I can live with that. Alright. No, because I even though I I do enjoy my time with Star Fear, I still have so many other issues with that game to fully heartedly like uh, rally that game to the top. Like I feel like yeah. I have. Like for me, again, okay. The the thing that I discovered with myself eh, is that I do enjoy playing games a lot. The games that I don't think that I fully enjoy the most. <laughs> Essentially, I like the fast food games. In the way, in in that way, like okay, I played. Uh, let's put example again. I think I'm mm-hmm. got six. I don't. I I cannot remember on top of my head. That okay. I'm got six is. Easily, clearly, my my game of the year, like my personal game of yeah, the year, uh, no contest, can you know why? Can I'm a yeah, I'm a <laughs> pre uh, pre Dark Souls from software fan. I've been playing Amalcon. Now I, me and the homies, all the fellas who've been waiting for FromSoft to get into the robot, and they are here and they are doing it very well. So easily, easily best game for me. But I don't think I put that much time. Because he uh, compared to like a game like Starfield where I just keep playing. Okay, fine. Let's just do this. Six hours later. Okay, fine. No, this game ah, uh, too many problems lah. Next day, boot up Starfield. <laughs> six hours <laughs> later. <laughs> six hours later. Whoops. I I, don't, I I have no explanation, but I feel like okay, maybe this is a good one lah. A good explanation. When I Totally enjoy a game. I can put it down. I say I'm good. That was fantastic experience. Fine, but maybe for games that I feel like ah, there's still issues. Then let's let's put in more time. Let's see if give it a chance. I guess that's my 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 way of reckoning why I'm putting too many too many hours into stuff. <laughs> Maybe this one, this one, this one. Twelve hours later. <laughs> no, no, like objectively, if you if you ask me to review Starfield, kan, that's you. It won't be a ten out of ten. No, like uh. for just some ba- background, uh, back vaccine uh, players now. Like when when Max said, uh, in our group chat, oh yeah, Daniel, we like to still write to review Starfield. I immediately say yes. That's how excited I was. No. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, put stuff here. We put stuff here. <laughs> But remember, these are not locked in yet. Yes, not locked in. This mm. is just uh, the qualifying round, the rapid charge. Alan Wake. Oh, this is interesting. Hey, Alan put in. Wake. Put it in. Lock in, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I uh, I would be happy to see somewhere in the top five. Oh also, yeah, but if, if we can go up there, lah. But we'll discuss later. I think later. we can go. Yeah, I think we can go up there. Baldur's Gate. That is the problem right now, because I am the the only person I've played Baldur's Gate is me, and like, like I I I I hope uh, I'm sorry to, uh, I guess to our listeners can it won't win. I am with for sure hundred percent certain. Yeah, it's not gonna win. Uh, game of the year 
for us. So sadly, uh, I think it can be in the top 10. It absolutely the, has to be in the top 10. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's confirmed top 10. Yeah, it, can, it gets the points. In F1, it gets the one point, one or two points at least. The Mostly, point. <laughs> mostly because of one reason. Uh, we've been consistent ask, uh, we've been consistent in like supporting games with uh, system, uh, system-based mechanics, gameplay-forward mechanics. So it would be remiss to not Uh, celebrate Baldur's Gate 3 even though mm, yes. the 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 atmosphere in this room does not favor much of that game. I'm sorry, we have, we have future century. <laughs> oh, uh, queue in the next few months later when I get Baldur's Gate 3 for cheap and, and then, like, yo, Baldur's and Gate 3, <laughs> man! Game of yeah, the year, man! And then back. Mac falls into the hole and then wakes the next time we, we record the next season he's wearing a draw outfit already how travelers <laughs> like God. I'm I'm very well aware that that can happen so but at, at the moment I don't feel like I'm gonna push it that high then even Daniel is not really pushing it also so we can let it simmer down there. yeah because, okay. yeah. because personally Mm-hmm. to be frank I've only entered playing CRPGs the likes of you know, Pillars of Eternity Neverwinter Nights and Baldur's Gate itself back in 2020 so like in three years well I've been playing Fallout 3 for New Vegas since 2010 2014 so a decade that's like you know I am a more action RPG oriented man so that's why I would put Starfield higher because you know it's still an action RPG game <laughs> so Not even recently, but it's just like I prefer the Starfield stuff, like stuff. So hey ho. But what about Spider Man? <laughs> okay, uh, if you're gonna make a cut, man, I have a good solution. Spider Man, no. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying yet. Okay. Uh, it will be either the two blockbusters. Oh. It will be either Final Fantasy 16 or Marvel Spider-Man 2. I think people who have already gotten the the clue of it all, and we don't feel much about like big cinematic games. I mean, we enjoy it. I enjoy it, but I don't champion them to be. Okay, what? Well, it's to love too mainstream, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and even Final Fantasy 16. Uh, my my. The appeal for me for Final Fantasy games will have been usually okay. What the weird RPG mechanics this uh, they are doing, mm. and okay they replace most of the RPG stuff with action gameplay. Uh, the action is fine. I I would say good, even great maybe. But there are many other like uh elements that kind of like stuck with me that I feel like uh drown it out. Like oh the games maybe a bit too long. They stretch it out too long, and I don't feel like the plot is satisfyingly ending. Even though the 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 act of the ending itself, the finalizing of the fantasy was awesome. But when I put down the control and think back, okay, so what happened in the story? Ah, like, that's my, that's my experience because it started strong. The world building was super great, but then ah. Uh, 
Meanwhile, Spider-Man 2, I just feel like balance. Okay, this it is fun. It doesn't do, yeah. It doesn't okay. do that much. Yeah. yeah. No, because I'm I'm just not that kind of crowd, man. I, 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 I uh, got angry that Baldur's Gate 1. Uh, like, I, I acknowledge those games are great. I I play it. I'm, I put in the time. I put in the 60 hours. Okay, maybe 30, 30, too much. Uh, 60 was Final Fantasy. I put mm. in the time. But it didn't stick to me as much, despite them being, you know, these who have been in every person, or maybe not every person, most of the mainstream gamers' top 10 list. Some would say easy addition, easy game of the years. But for me, it's like, um, no, it doesn't have giant robots, man. <laughs> <laughs> If if Mecha Spider Man from uh, in, into the Spider Verse comes into Spider Man Three, I think it, it it will give it max game of the year. I'm pretty sure. Uh, <laughs> not necessarily because that that no because you know what that would just make me think about oh yeah they're putting the the Mecha Clank uh, mini game from Ratchet and oh, Clank yeah, into Spider Man. Yeah. True. yeah. <laughs> Maybe my love for Insomniac is like uh a hindrance for this game to go up there because oh, I'm familiar with their tricks. Oh, yo, the wingsuit, ah. oh, yeah, that's from Spyro the Dragon, ah. and that one Ratchet and Clank game where you have a mini game where you use the six assist controller to control. Oh, never mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, too long for the amble. So, I think I leave it to you guys. You guys feel what, what's better on our list uh, between the two. Street Fighter 6 should be there. Up. Street Fighter should be there, yeah. Street Fighter uh-huh. be top, top 10. Good fighting game, also decent RPG. I think, again, Final Fantasy deserves to stay in the top 10. And Marvel's, Marvel's Spider-Man has to go because Final Fantasy, can, for all its, its long, like, long-winded quests, can, from what I've heard, long-winded quests, a story that feels like a Game of Thrones-y style, but in, with a Japan flair, but one thing that, like I've seen that everyone, that everyone that I've known likes about Final Fantasy is that the, when your vision is uncompromised. <laughs> is that true? Betul lah. Like their vision kan. Oh yeah, we want to make a gritty fantasy uh, fantasy game with kaiju battle for no reason other than to, to make it spect- uh, a spectacle. Yeah. And the yeah. fact that this has been a competently released Final Fantasy since a while, as in like competent, I mean the game doesn't have issues or bugs or whatever. Mm. Kind of. Should be applauded. Mm. Should be applauded for ah. Final Fantasy. <laughs> and overall, the consensus doesn't feel, even though at the start it feels like a polarizing game because oh, we're not going to do a full RPG, we're going to do an action game more. It's not as polarizing. Like... Most people like it. Most of the yeah, Final Fantasy like people it. like it. Ah. It's a matter of, if I didn't finish Final Fantasy 16, I probably put it on you. <laughs> I put in too much time in this game. Uh, okay, lah, put it in. So, I'm sorry, Mr. Mister Miles Morales and Peter Parker. You have been fired once again. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, 2020, you guys won. You, you guys were in the top 10 for Miles Morales. So, yeah. You were in 10. Yeah, now you're in ele- No, you have been demoted to 11. <laughs> all right since we remove one game i think we can yeah. add in all the other games lah on the yep, list okay. yep, yep. we have 12 
E tu vabbè. Oh, one, two, one, three, one four, more. Five, six, seven, eight, one nine, more. Alright, one more. One more. I thought it was an easy app. Okay. Uh, let's look at the two. Um, the last two would be... We haven't talked about Against the Storm or Dave the Diver. Ah, yes. I was about to say, it is the, the battle of the indies. The true indie versus the, the corpo indie. <laughs> indie style. Indie style, ah, mm. so... What do you guys feel strongly most? I, I have a pick, but yeah, I want okay. to hear from you guys. Just, just evaluating on our nebulous metric of indie spirit against the storm winds. Yeah, I guess the storm winds by, not by default. And like, I like to see, I guess, uh, ever since we talk about against the storm kind of since last week, before we start recording it, I've been getting like TikTok videos of people playing against the storm. And it actually looks good. And I think like the 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 zeitgeist is that, is that the when people from TikTok and like the biggest social media right now is also playing against the storm, both well for that game. I didn't expect to hear against the storm on TikTok of all places. Uh, what the hell? I, I, saw it, uh. I don't think people playing t- on TikTok are playing this sort of game. <laughs> okay. And, okay. Yeah, and then now you've been mistaken. You're mistaken. They are playing here. That's why. That's the best part. Oh man, I hope they can figure out how to. No, never mind. No, no good reference for against the storm that can take on top of my head. I've I played too much of it. Uh, uh, as in, um, uh, not I hate it. Uh, as in like, oh, there's so many things to like, um, figure out. Like my head is still, even though I put out the review, I still like think a lot of that game. There's so many yeah. brilliant things that uh, city builders of the future will definitely poke and prod they will try something l- looking at what they have done what they have built yeah i mean even talking about city builders in general they really worm into the player's head case mm. in point i played frostpunk and i cannot stop thinking about the game even after like i i got the ending of the main campaign i was like okay how can i do things differently yeah it's not a roguelike but you know it would seem like a roll yeah. Sim City, whatever. It just that's the appeal of this city builder type game. It's the next step of survival narrative. City builders can go mm-hmm. full roguelike. <laughs> so it's the next step. Okay. Uh, sorry, Dave. You can dive down on the water. Okay. We, since go now we have there, a list. Sorry. <laughs> we now have a list. Let's put it in there. All of them. Let's see if we have a top. Uh, how do we, should we discuss? Should we figure out who's on the top five or figure out the bottom five? Let's <laughs> figure out the bottom five, yeah. Let's figure out the bottom five. Okay. Because either way, we got to get the list done. Okay. Uh, as good as Dead Space remake is, it's still the old Dead Space. It's, it's, yeah, it's just a remake, yeah. There's, there's no place. experimentation here. It's just, okay, we made everything better. And that's it. <laughs> It's still the good old dead space, just mm. made better. N- nothing new in there. So that means like, like, yeah, like so <laughs> P could go higher then. Yes. Yeah. I, I, Is I, it so high? I would argue like of P should be higher than that space because mm. you know it, it's a more open, it's a less linear game. Because uh, the, the just the customization alone, yeah. Okay, we have okay, we have made a connection with the Lysopian Dead Space, yeah. Mm. Mm. 
Okay, Final Fantasy 16. Can it go higher or lower between those two? I don't I think mean, Final Fantasy 16 is a top 5 game. <laughs> Hence why I'm comparing it with, with the, these two. Because this... Oh, oh, like, can Lies of P go to the top 5 or... I, I might have assumed stuff. Okay. Because I think Final Fantasy... Okay, Final Fantasy 16 can go the bottom 5. Mm. Uh-huh. To... Are, are we defaulting that space to number 10 for now? Should be okay. Should be okay, yeah. Should be okay. Okay, so now... Baldur's Gate, Regis, Elad. Because... I don't think it's for top 5 juga. Like, from the, the, the reading around the room right now, it doesn't feel like a top 5. It's the bottom 5 new game juga, sadly. I, but it is better than Final Fantasy 16 as RPG game. Is that correct? Okay, I feel <laughs> like uh, I, I was thinking about saying that, but you have just said, took the blues uh, out of my mouth. Okay? Can, because Baldur's Gate is better than Final Fantasy as RPG game. And that's it. <laughs> and that, that's my consensus. Well, like, because 16 is barely an RPG. I mean, <laughs> but Baldur's if, Gate is true RPG. Uh, like, even considering it, uh, even as a video game, I think. I would feel better looking at Baldur's Gate 3 go, being above that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm okay with Street Fighter 6 hanging down at the bottom 5. Just whatever yeah. order. Uh, yeah. I, I'm just I happy think, to see it around. Nine. Yeah, I think they're good at 9. Good at 9, eh? Okay, I think we lock that space 2023 on number 10 for now. Yep. Uh, Street Fighter 6 should land on number 9. Then seven, eight, seven, yeah, eight, seven. Uh, Lies of P will go higher than Baldur's Gate three. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. Bald- so BG three is way too high value to be below Lies of P. Honestly. All right. So we have Lies of P. Okay, but can it hang above Final Fantasy sixteen? I would say no. I would say no. down. I would no. say no. Yeah. No. Okay. Now, where do we slot against the storm? Would it be just it or? It should. I could push okay. it high. There's an argument to be made. It be high. I don't need that game. I don't, so, we have. I, 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 this I is the final. I don't need it. of P because the experimental nature of. Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh, yes. Yeah. Things. Yeah. I want to. Yeah. I think that is true. Like, which I'm like. The, the the fact that it's experimental kind of roguelike and city builder two things that shouldn't be come together somehow made it work yeah i think they it it it, it beats uh a, a, a trusted formula can kind of souls born it beats that mm-hmm. just by being weird <laughs> okay but would uh okay as it stands can we have from six to ten we have Final Fantasy sixteen against the yep. storm lies of P mm-hmm. Street Fighter six and then Dead Space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, it's good. Yeah. I can, uh, I feel like against the storm against the storm can jump one more position. Because yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Like like for my uh as as I've expressed before again, I feel more strongly for against the storm rather than Final Fantasy 16. Though I I still want a cinematic game to be around here. 
there's still like a merit to that game but itulah the, the vibe is just not strong okay uh, it's a bit hard for me to like push it above Baldur's Gate 3 lah for now yeah, yeah. <laughs> bottom 5 lock yeah bottom 5 is lock yep oh, okay sweet okay now we figure out the top 5 so I shall go first uh, Baldur's Gate stays at 5 okay Okay, no questions for me. No questions. Yeah, so yeah, like, like the top four, right? The four above them man, are all unique in its own way. Like Baldur's Gate is also unique in its own way. Tapi the consensus that it is not really uh, most of other room in your cup of tea, yeah. Like besides, technically, it's not even my cup of tea because I've only joined playing CRPGs uh, recently. So yeah, so it's a testament that they have done pretty good if they're in fifth place. <laughs> Like I think from the top four we have narrowed down, kan? Mm. It's the same four games you've been hearing a lot of us yes. discussing and taking a lot longer time compared to other games. Yep, yep. Kan? Like particularly like Elevate Two is up there. Uh, about Core Six has been running around with a couple of awards. Have I Fresh as well? Hey, and also Starfield. Starfield, yeah, they mm. they they won the first award, so they are now they are waiting for the final one. Mr. Todd is is aiming with a sniper rifle at my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so the four, top four. I want Elway to be number one, tapi like the issues that I've said in my review, guys, like the game was buggy as heck. Like oh, it's only been the the current update and which which added the new game plus, but it fix everything. Which color? If you play it now, it's actually quite late. Like they already won the big bucks and all and such. And it is it hard it is hard pressed for me to 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 make them like go above from the air, from their their spot right now. Like they're kind of like macam uh, what is that? I guess they are kind of like in F1, Aston Martin. They did well, really well, but they just falter at the end. <laughs> so pardon my F1 usage. <laughs> if, okay, if you're saying that Alan Wake 2 cannot go higher, can. Mm-hmm. And then we, we've made the agreement that Starfield also cannot go higher than number one and number two. Oh, so it's so between the 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 discussion oh, has oh my god <laughs> has has uh, very neatly narrowed down into two games. So if we figure out our game of the year, we have a list. Yes, unless Starfield wants to go to number two. So <laughs> if if Starfield can make an argument to go to number two. Oh, there's also another. Uh, there's another thing we can discuss. So, okay. how many minutes can you give me? <laughs> how many minutes can you give me to, to, to argue for stuff here? I want to say as long as you want, but we we're running out of yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, we're, sorry, twenty six. Okay, of time. Okay, thank uh-uh. you. All right, one minute starting. Okay, now. So, between again, second and third. So, high five, rush and stuff here. Uh. Much like Hyper Rush, after the launch and after their arcade win, the I guess the hype dies down, but it's expected for something that is a single player game. Man. But 
Starfield has been since September non-stop there will be at least a few weeks there'll be an update by you know the bigger press or like the bigger press than us or the people that are playing the game like oh yeah i found this i found that and then like oh no the mod said this and the mod the mod say that like the the guys the side guys of starfield guys kinda dwarves hi-fi rush even though they are both owned by Bethesda, in a sense like i like hi-fi rush because i played it tapi I would go for Starfield more to the fact that they are more uh, well known in in a sense that they can uh, like because they are they are still updating the game. While meanwhile, Half Rush is the that's it, it's one and done after the arcade mode. So I want I as I believe, and this is again really biased. I I feel Starfield deserves second place at least. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Lulus, yeah, still not soul. Oh huh? Okay, I'm not soul. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. Me rambles for one minute. Oh, speech checks feels. <laughs> like if you ask me, I, uh, I mean, I I already agree that if Starfield can go up to number two, it's fine. But uh, I have reservations for mo- going more for dollar. Like at number three, it's already a solid. Please to land. Yeah, but yeah. But but right now I should mention that those are not locked in. The number one slot is not locked in yet. Also number two and number three. So, ah, uh, so how do we do? Okay, is there an argument to push Hi-Fi Rush to Game of the Year, or hmm, at the Armored Core? Be, um, give the year. Because honestly, if you ask me, and uh, I would, I would prefer, I would prefer, I don't mind either of the game winning, like Armored yeah, Core 6 or Hi-Fi yeah, Rush. So yeah. that's Same. the, that for me, uh, I've mentioned Armored Core 6, uh, for Hi-Fi Rush is the fact that this game feels like even though it's suddenly dropped out of nowhere again, even on day one, it feels solid. Everything's there. Okay lah, apa, the, the, the content of course lah, the, the hype dies down and people stop talking about that game. But that game makes such a lasting impression from January. Yeah, sampai sekarang. Ah. Oh, yeah. Plus the, the better accessibility. Yeah. Ah. Uh. As compared to AC6, which is, you know, a from software vision. Hmm. Is the niche my way? Yeah, yeah. the niches of niche. Ah, uh, that's the problem we got. Like uh. the my way or the highway. The my way or the the hmm. helicopter <laughs> repellent. Oh God! <laughs> nah. So like in a sense, like like even though I just do that, like but still, like I think Hyper Rush deserve at least one game. Yeah, at least game of the year. Total. So but. When you look at it in the broader sense, like the the, what, the accessibility and the stuff and all, it's a pretty solid game. Day one. Day, day one. Ah, uh, from January, by the way, January. And these are the folks that made horror games for God's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. These guys just made horror games the last two times. And suddenly, yo, we've made a rhythm action game. We figured out how to make a rhythm action game. Okay. Mm. Mm. so that means Hi-Fi Rush is stuck there or 
can win game of the year. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think Star, Starfield is locked number three. Yeah, that's okay. Starfield line number three. It has somehow beaten Baldur's Gate and Wick, so yeah, I'll take that as a win. <laughs> like, when when I contemplating, like, okay, what are my choices to push for game of the year? And I, I've mentioned, okay, I have two games. So, one of them is the selfish one. The other is, this is the one that is going to be more agreeable. Okay, take a guess which one is which. <laughs> uh. uh-huh. mm. Like Armored Core 6 is such a return to form for that particular series. But I understand that it doesn't like penetrate enough into the mainstream crowd. It, but the fact that it returned in this glorious form is such a... Such an event for me at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So, but Hi-Fi Rush is just, uh, what you see? I lost my train of thought there. Oh no! Ah, uh, shoot. You, you know what? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I would like to give it to Hi-Fi Rush, but AC Six, even though I haven't played it, it just feels more primal. I watch like play, 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 let's <laughs> play, play stuff. Like, It's just, you know, it's in there, in your heart. Just, let's go! The visceralness, yeah, but God, like yeah. the visceralness, like, even though, God, it is, like I said before, the niches of the niche, can tapi, they know how to treat their niches of the niche well. Yeah. You like this? Yes. There you go. It's the fun, uh, okay, the other thing about Ahmad Kossi, kan, is that this is just Ahmad Call again. For most people, for most people, and for most people who didn't like, may have slip on Amad Call, and they just discovered, yeah, this game has been like this. It has been all the time. It has been good like this. Just pe- not enough people recognize it. It's not like they have like overhauled the game. Okay lah, the the boss fights are a bit more tougher this time around lah. But I argue it's more accessible this time around. You're not go. There's no. Uh, swimming into the depths, uh, I mean depths. Like you're not, you're still raking in money. There's no the economy won't punish you as hard mm-hmm. as previous Amat Core games. Like remember, I sh- I usually joke about, oh yeah, can't wait to get into that, get into okay, finish a mission and you lose more make money than more you make than money. Make uh. the more. <laughs> uh. but it's not like that. It's easier. In fact, I have like how many millions of spare money. <laughs> After finishing all the three playthroughs to see everything in Amoco 6. So, it's not that the game has changed. People have changed. People have changed. It's like, <laughs> it's like that, that Demon Souls moment all over again. Yeah. The Demon Souls was rated terrible until more people learn to appreciate it for what it is. So, I don't know where I'm going with the argument there. I'm just... Mm-hmm. Like, Putting it out there. So... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, Hi-Fi Rush or Amat Core 6? Oh my god. Don't be... Don't... Uh, okay, pull... Let, let's take out the dime. <laughs> nah. <laughs> okay. Follow... Okay, go. Like your arguments before, Maggie. Hmm. It, it's just another AC. It's always been good. Yep. But for Hi-Fi Rush, let's say... It's really hard making 
rhythm game with this kind of like all everything polish doing it right so i'm, I'm more biased to a high five rush i guess because <laughs> the, the sheer difficulty of like having it the whole package like this just polished all around yeah high five rush for me for number one how about you guys yeah Killer. I think I don't want to be devil's advocate. Okay, like because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is all on that, yeah. Because I we are literally just three people. But like it, it, like over the years, guys, I've been thinking of trying out armor core. Again, like it is like it's like just looking at the videos, all of the weirdness of armor core itself. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of my favorite series, uh, Ace Combat. Because they are published by the same company, yeah, them cool. But, like, in this armor core, this feels more down to earth. Like, again, if you split the new, the latest uh, Ace Combat, it's more, like, more crazy again. This one, like, this feels grounded. Like, from from the start, you ha- you are fighting a, a chopper with a, with a terrible mech. And then later on, you, ha- you have to choose between... Uh, but three different uh, aspects of ending. Now, I feel like Armored Core can, despite all the odds, mm-hmm. they deserve number one because okay, who, who yeah. picks a mecha game in 2023? Who this doesn't hard? like giant robots? And who doesn't like giant robots? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Mac, it's giant now. Robots. Yeah, I Man. Like giant robots. We you are our. <laughs> Oh. For this, you you are now our linchpin. Okay, good luck. The odd. <laughs> I hope that I didn't got me into this position. But oh god damn it! Ah, do I go with my gut or will go with my heart? Ah, ah, god damn it! Okay, which game reflects us the most? Ah, I mean, I love Gundam. No question about that. Gandamu Gandamu. <laughs> Blanking right now. Oh man. Oh no. The system is fried right now. Um, to, to conflict, to make a decision. The paralysis of choice. Yeah. The paralysis of choice. Mm, especially you when. The touch bearer. Especially when they argue, oh god, David, what choice? What choice should we have? I hope it doesn't feel selfish for me to be in this position, you know? Like, this is the no. two, one or two of my you favorite put, games of this year. You put me in this position okay. last year. If, if given the choice, <laughs> which one would you rather not exist? Uh, oh, that's evil. Because that's, uh, that's a clear question. There's a clear... Uh, honestly, I, I'll be okay if Hyperash didn't exist. But I'm record, I want giant robots game. Yeah, again. Okay, we should preface it. We already preface it, but we should repeat it again. These awards are very much biased. Yeah, it's so, very biased. <laughs> uh, we, it's lean into our, uh, our specific bias and preferences. Yeah? And now that you guys are pushing me to indulge in that, mm-hmm. I'm a Cossack Spiders of Rebicon. Let's go. Game of the year. Game of the year. Congratulations. Yeah, I like <laughs> They done it. They done it.
this like this will be the first win for from software in the entirety of our game award game of the awards pretty sure mm-hmm. yep they won't win again until the they new adventures of cookie and cream <laughs> the adventures of cookie and cream next we need to push for adventures of cookie and cream next uh, oh my god okay lah get get let the people have enjoy the the elden ring dlc first but then cookie then, and cookie cream yes. There's a market for it now. People are playing co-op puzzle platformers. Uh, but anyway, it's like for Armor Core Six Fires of Recon to win, yeah. After all these years, almost a, a few decades, can where they just been really. Oh yeah, this is a B game. This is just a, a, your usual seven out of ten. You can you, you can watch that one Jeff Keighley review. He oh, just yeah. say, huh? It's basically indifferent about that game, kan? And then to see it go this far, kan? Mostly, of course, like, it's mostly because the developers have gained that reputation, they have gained the respect that they deserve, kan? And now, Ahmad Kaur got the respect, the due respect. You know how Ahmad Kaur has a lot of the fun sequel names, kan? Like Ahmad Kaur 4, you have Ahmad Kaur 4 answer. Amot Core 5, you have Amot Core Vindication. If they gonna do Amot Core 6, it'll be Amot Core Vindication. This has vindicated me to see yo, um, giant robots have been cool all along. Now get get in, <laughs> get in, get in, jump in. I know it's hard, but you can do it. Oh <laughs> they, wow, they sweep. They have sweep our our game of the year. They have won three awards. Amot Core. Oh, it was written in the stars. <laughs> Uh, hashtag Ahmad Koswin. Ahmad That was the thing, you know. Uh, eh, there you go. That's that's our the Game of Malaya and Game of Matters Game of the Year was 2023. Thank you for sticking to the end of the show to this long. Uh, again, uh, we, uh, a round of applause to the developers involved in crafting all these games that we have enjoyed throughout this year. Not just the 30, all, all of them deserve this. And yeah, hopefully... E- hmm? Even being uh, in 10th place, that space does not... Like, still give it like a lot of credit among of all of our games that we played. 40 plus, 50, I don't know. Yeah, I like... Starfield got like... I said like, biasly, like, I love that this game so much. Mm-hmm. And... Third place is not that bad. Like third place, yeah. I mean they won best game, best game for a reason again because it's that addicting. You cannot put. You are making. I mean, you're getting your money back <laughs> just by playing this to two hundred hours for no reason. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we look back like ten years from now and look at the list and we just say, yeah, this was a good year for video games, and we still stand by our choices that we have made for the time. Yeah. Okay, like yeah. here's our previous winners. Neo Automata, good game. Monster Hunter World, amazing game. game. Control, again, yeah, oh, control. Man, so amazing. Good. Yeah, like a Yakuza like a dragon. Or you like a dragon six, uh like a dragon seven. Amazing. And 20, 21's winner, Psychonauts, amazing game. And last year's winner, Need for Speed Unbound, the wild card racing game won it for the first time. That is actually pretty good, yeah. So yeah, now Mr. Mecca will now join in. 
in our apa in our what's it called uh, Mount Rushmore of video games. <laughs> We already added three more faces on there. <laughs> uh, I will say Hall Hall of Fame, but yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. We we have to wrap up the show. Uh, the signboard is like blinking too much right now. <laughs> the the brain, uh, please wrap up. Has brain into the that monitor over on the right there. This should have been the moment where we are. Hey, let's look forward to what games that we think gonna be. You know, you see see you guys next year lah. We we'll discuss it next year lah. I mean, ne- oh. new new games are coming out on January. We gonna discuss those oh very yeah, very yeah. soon. Mm. Uh, we, have to, we have to meet Mr. Uh, Mr. Kasuga in Hawaii for some reason. Uh, <laughs> and bash people up and there's also court cases. Yeah, plenty, plenty of stuff. So hopefully the momentum of good game releases continue. But until now, it's been a good year. 2023, a good year for video games. Uh, spare a thought to the game developers that deserve better treatment. Yep. Yep. Come on, man. Pay your writers, pay your actors, pay your developers. Come on. You don't need that seven yard. That's the show. Ah, uh, see you guys next year. That's Dialogue Lock, the Game Matters podcast. Yeah. And see you in the next season. See you the next season. Bye, boy.